Welcome back guys to Bald as a Fact. Today we've got a special guest named Jordan. So Jordan is one of my work colleagues. We've been working together for a while now. Um, and he's probably what I would say more like a, um, a theolo theologist. Theology, yeah, yeah, theologian, yeah. I'm um, really big into the um, into Christianity, and um, we pretty much go through um, a whole bunch of um, religion um, into true Christianity, and a whole bunch of beautiful insights. And it was a very good conversation to have. And he brought a light a lot of things that are going on in the world right now to me that are more quite insightful. Yeah, man, we, we went deep into the Catholic Church, the Dark Ages, true Christianity. I mean, he's even doing a talk at his church. Yeah. What, what was his sect of Christianity? Uh, Christadelphian. Christadelphian. That's a very interesting sect. I've never heard of them before, but they, uh, they align with a lot of spiritual truths, which is incredible, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Good find. Hope you guys yeah. enjoy the show. This is the longest podcast that we've done so oh, yeah, far. It yeah. yeah, it is, man. Yeah. Um, and probably yeah. one of the most intriguing. I ended it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Welcome back guys, this is Borders of Fact. My name is Ryan Rotego. Brit English. And today we've got a special guest, my friend Jordan. I've worked with this gentleman for quite a while and I've got to say he's got beautiful insights and uh, uh, walked me through a lot of things. So yeah, Jordan, tell us, like, what do you, what do, you do? That's a good question, that's a good start of question. Thanks for the intro, right? Now I do a bit of personal training work. Yeah. Um, that's where I met you, obviously. Yeah. Um, doing a bit of PT and then transition to a bit of management work as well in the in the gym environment. And so basically I just spend my days training clients and trying to, you know, gener generate as much revenue for a gym as possible. Okay. So your goal is to um, have your own gym eventually? No. Okay. No, my goal is to just have more and more clients and just work with people one-on-one -on -one Okay. and try and, um, yeah, no real massive like career goals, more so just being content with it and having you know and work and just helping people get in touch with movement and fitness generally okay fair 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 and um what made you decide to become a pt um my mum decided for me actually okay i just dropped out from dropped out of uni after like flunking a <laughs> it course for two years and like i had no idea what i wanted to do yeah. I was, like, at a point in my life where i had like no ambition, no direction, just literally didn't care about anything. And then mum was like, all right, I'm gonna enroll you into a PT course. She enrolled me into a PT course and I dragged out a Cert 3-4 across two years. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair, so fair, I just did fair. it because I had to do something. Fair. Uh, but turns out I um, uh, ended up being really passionate about it and then things have gone well since. Okay, fair. And well, what did you do in that two years the way you were dragging it out for? I worked as a cleaner. Um, so I cleaned people's houses, which I actually enjoyed a lot. I like cleaning. Yeah. Cleaning is good fun. Satisfying. Um, it's satisfying. Yeah. yeah it's it's like constructive. You're building something, work, you know, making, you know, took pride in the work basically cleaning. Yeah. And then I also uh, had been into parkour for years and I did a parkour coaching certification and oh, I yeah, got a job fun. coaching parkour as well. That's yeah. pretty cool actually. Which, yeah, it's yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. Cause any, yeah, any sorry. accidents? Any accidents? Um, for me personally, not really, just sort of overuse injuries built up over time um, from not like stretching and warming up properly. Yeah. Like what, what, are the, what are the hardest on? 
in your on the body body wise depends on what you do like parkour you, you see all the videos and stuff and generally it's like the big impact ones that get people's attention and yeah. so because those are the ones that are shared the most people think that's all it is but parkour is a lot of control and balance mm. so really it's a very um balanced movement based sport yeah um, that's a lot of fun. So I, you can do crawling stuff, you can do rail balance, and then of course you got your flips as well you can add yeah. into it, and then your big impact parts of it. Um, but in terms of what it was most um, impactful on for me, just the knees. I've got very, very yeah. long limbs, um, and just um, I found it's shins and knees just from stacking jumps, mm. concrete, metal rails, things like that. But my knees are fine now. Like I've done a lot of um, mobility work for them. Yeah. And I haven't really actually trained parkour for ages. Um, most of my injuries came from other sports like soccer. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like joint injuries. Yeah. But that's just partly because I have really bad joints. So for most people, parkour doesn't really, um, shouldn't at least, be negative to your joints. It should actually be something that allows you to move fluidly for your whole life. Yeah. It should be sustainable. Okay, because I've seen some of the videos that um, that you sent me, and um, <laughs> some of that stuff is crazy, man. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, the ones you're talking about, the guy called Dominic. Uh, don't, don't, his last name is too hard for me to pronounce, but he goes by Dom Dom Tomato. Yeah, he is incredible. Um, so he's a Sydney-based athlete. So he's probably out of all the parkour athletes, he takes the biggest drops I've seen. So he's doing like seven, eight meter drops. Um, those sort of height more to um, grasp, but he'll take stuff to concrete as high as five, six. I think I may have seen videos like this where this guy off a second story balcony, he jumps onto like a garden bed and just two stories to a straight jump down and just roll. That was him. Yeah. That was him. Incredible. That was <laughs> I was like, this guy's gonna fucking fuck up for sure, but he just gets up and runs like no problem. Yep. Now he's, How he's, do you condition your body to have that kind of an impact and it, not break a bone? It's funny you, you ask that. It's like, well, your, your tendons and your joints get used to what you do. So mm. if all you ever do is sit down in a chair and you don't really use your body much. And jump from the second story window. Your joints are very weak. Your yeah. muscles are very weak. Um, so if you tried anything like that, you would you just even basic stuff, you'd probably injure and hurt yourself. Mm. So that's a, not a good option. So option A of just sitting down and being unathletic or is not a good option. Option B is more balanced, but Dom is kind of like all the way. So I was watching actually an interview with him. What he says is because of all the impact he's taken, he's actually developed like this weird like pussy gel oh, like God. on his arms where like oh, it wow. swells up from yeah. all the impacts. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's like anything. It's like how do you how do you deadlift more than two hundred kilos when I can deadlift less than two hundred kilos? It's like yeah, just training. Progressive overload. Yeah. Mm. So it's just training, building up the strength of the muscles, but crucially the tendons and everything, and also yeah. the mobility and the recovery. Damn, so where's the best place in Perth to be doing parkour? Like, where are the hot spots? Hot spots, definitely for Perth. Old Scarborough, that's all gone old, now. Oh, old it? school Scarborough, they took down all that stuff. But um, Melville Council area where Burragoon Shopping Centre is, okay. they've got so many cool limestone walls. I'd say of like just one spot, I'd probably go have to go Burragoon for Perth. Burragoon? Burragoon yep. Shopping Centre. Like, they've got the corner, yeah. a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. But there's, yeah, there's quite a lot. You can do parkour anywhere, but in terms of like the juicier spots, I think Burragoon is a nice place to be most of the time and it's got a lot of, of parkour opportunities. Are you still running classes on parkour? No, I haven't actually trained parkour myself since 20... 19, mid 2019, no, sort okay. of stopped. That's kind of died. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't, and I haven't actually taught, trained people in parkour since 
um, the start of 2019. Yeah. Oh. So it's one. It's a. It's actually. I'm trying to get back into it this hey, year. Hey man, sign me up. I want to come down for a trial. Mm. I just want to experience it, you know, like see if for sure. this old body can still handle it. I mean, the fact that... Don't break Brad, dude. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a, I'm a versatile man and I should be all right. <laughs> I think you'd be absolutely fine. Yeah. Like, you've got um, parkour, you've got natural movement as well, which yeah. is like a more slow, more controlled, focused version. Yeah. Um, and look, the founder of parkour is nearly 50 now. He's still doing it. Oh, really? He's still doing it. His, his joints have held up remarkably. And this, if you look at the old school videos, mm. the Amikaze, his, his group that they used to do, we're talking five meter drops to concrete, just flat with no rolls. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He's, he's, he's fine. So again, it's what you condition your body for. Yeah. Mm. Is he French? Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. Fuck you, yeah. you can trust the French to make the martial art of running away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So are there any like um, massive competitions for parkour? Yeah, massive ones. I mean, when it first started, it was based around um, the, the, it was his father, Raymond Bell, the French um, military obstacle courses, like mm. Le Parcours. That's probably the Le worst pronunciation ever. Yeah. 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 That wasn't too bad, Le Parcours. Le Parcours or whatever, you know, that's, that's basically where it came from. And it was this very much utilitarian A to B speed. Like, if this is the obstacle in my way, what's the fastest way for me to just like you know get down or move through like complex environments and like it was about pushing yourself to the to the limit of what you could do yeah um in terms of like the yeah the, some of the training the amikaze used to do but also to be strong to be useful was a big part of it it's like the yeah. whole point was like you know i have you know if i'm in this situation i can help other people i can help myself um an example David used was his friend, you know, left his keys in his apartment in the top top floor. Yeah. So he was able to climb up the because it was self locking. So obviously they couldn't get back in. He was able to climb up the outside of the building, go up to his apartment, and grab his keys for his friend. So that's a really handy skill. Yeah. You know, going into the future like we're going into. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's very comfortable when you walk down the street and you're like, you know, if, if stuff went down, I could just climb that wall. It's like I'd be fine. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's, true, that's true. Yeah. Zombie, zombie apocalypse. Preparation, like zombie apocalypse, martial law, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want. Did. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Man, so uh, what are your thoughts on what's been happening the last two years in in, in the world? Last two years in the world. Wow. Um, in general, or like specifically in the the space of parkour. I'm thinking like in, in, in generally general, like yeah. political like political ooh, pandemics okay. like just the whole thing. thing like yeah. you think there's like a I'm like I'm what they call like a social conformist which is if I'm talking to somebody who's like conservative I'm very conservative very pro conservative yeah. very pro Trump if I'm talking to somebody who's like doesn't care I don't care if I'm talking to someone who's very liberal I'm very liberal um, so in general I would say my thoughts on it are. It's unfortunate that there's such a divide, we're so polarized, mm. and that it feels like this is my, my generation, the Gen Zers, anytime there's an opinion on something, it has to somehow be a political one. Like you can't just have an opinion on something, it has to be tied to your, your political identity identity, yeah. and then that identity is maybe the most important identity. Cause and you get stuck there too. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So I'd say the biggest problem for me with COVID and all of that is... Um, you know, just the, it seems to be something, you know, where you hope people can come together and all of that, but 
it seems the opposite again we find more ways to divide ourselves so yeah. i just focus on the small smaller communities like, yeah, true. of like you know your closer friends and family and, and try and avoid a lot of i've tried to re- remove myself from mm. social media from political arguments from all of those things because yeah i got really into it when i was about you know 2015 all of that stuff oh, yeah yeah, yeah but trump first yeah. came about i got yeah. really into yeah. it yeah i regret some of that now like just keeping away from it because mm. it doesn't seem to ever have anything positive well yeah you get sucked into this social media shitstorm. yeah yeah everyone yeah. i've seen, seen like good friends of mine arguing and bickering and everyone's involved in this freaking big section I'm like wow man we're really like going at it here yeah and it says where does it lead nowhere yeah the whole bunch of <laughs> no, nowhere just, at all man. it just it just makes it more awkward because when you're in person we, we don't talk that's a really good point because we don't talk in person the way we talk online yeah we share a photo someone comments oh i disagree because they don't know your perspective when you share the photo like you know yeah. you, you had a certain angle they've seen it from a different angle they think you mean this and then all mm. of a sudden you're getting in an argument because you know why not yeah, and um, yeah, yeah, then you see them in true. person and all of a sudden it's more awkward because you know you just had that but you have it's to be civil and polite yeah. and i just hate it social media in general because it's not a um, outside of like like a text to someone or a direct message, but the general concept of social media as a as a way of communicating with people, I think, is very um, overall quite a negative one because it isn't mm. the way we're meant to communicate. Yeah, yeah. But do you do you think there's any benefits to social media? I think there's benefits to to it for sure. Like you know keeping in touch with remote friends and family. Like it depends what, what we define as the social media. Are we calling FaceTime social media where you can do like just one-on-one calls with someone? I mean, because technically it is, right? That's yeah. true, yeah, well, it's, it's broad, it's yeah. very broad. Yeah. I'm thinking more just, uh, of the Facebooks and Instagrams and the connecting of the, the whole world. That, mm-hmm. I, uh, this, I don't think there's, it's like anything is a positive and a negative. One positive is you can you know, you can one message and everybody can see it. Yeah. But the negative of that is misinformation, group thinking is a massive one, mob mentality. Mm. Um, and now we've gotten ourselves into this sort of way where you can sort of, I think the classic, the one that strings to mind recent is the Taliban on Twitter. Did you hear yeah, about this? Yeah, you guys yeah, probably yeah, know yeah, all about yeah. So obviously, because Donald Trump got banned on Twitter for violating their, their rules, but the Taliban still currently allowed. But the, um, the actual real Taliban are using Twitter, like. I think not it was just the like Taliban some people are leader. I think it, yeah, there's like so no, it's legitimate, legitimate, legitimate Taliban, Taliban Twitter. Yeah. people using Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. So Damn. Um, what are they posting? I don't know. I haven't been like yeah. I said. I try and keep myself away from uh, honestly, I haven't looked political drama. Yeah. But I think the problem with um, social media is um, largely related again to our problem with politics, and that mm. is we've made our social identities our you know our identities very much political ones Mm. and that seems to get exacerbated and enhanced on social media Um, and then of course you have to factor in the biases of the people that run the social media platforms yeah they generally swing one way um, well, I'm sorry, the, considering they've like banned Trump, but Taliban. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like, kind of weird. Wild, yeah, it's like yeah. yeah, so it's like, and that's not to say like you know. Um, Trump should be unbanned or whatever. Like, I don't think it really matters at the end of the day, like what Twitter, Twitter can do, what Twitter does. But the idea that it's, um, you know, that you would allow the Taliban and not allow Trump seems quite uh, silly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but do you think these conversations are important to have? 
about social media or yes, social media in terms of like um, politics and um, etc cool. I important to have I think uh, nearly any conversation can be important but these ones in particular are important because we seem to be so polarized and so divided yeah. down the line and I think at least in Perth I feel like most people are just in the middle I feel yeah, like nearly yeah, everybody's uh, in the yeah. middle but on social media it's like this. So in real life, you're, you're like all in yeah. the middle, just generally just trying, all right, what am I eating today? Like, what am I doing for work? Like this and that. I'll try to do the right thing. I'll use reusable shopping bags and <laughs> I'll wear a mask if I have to. Or um, like, you know, you, you generally, you just try and do your, your, your day to day. And then, but then all of a sudden on the internet, all of a sudden, all those things are somehow political. Oh, it's like, yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're not bringing your own shopping yeah. bag to the shops, you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Reckon, I thought about like the algorithm. Yeah. Where some people are getting fed a certain narrative, right? Which they're getting conditioned by yeah. and forming these sharp opinions. Whereas you'd have a rhythm that's different to mine and you, your opinion would change dif- depending on what information that you're being fed according to the algorithm your social media has been set to. Yeah. If that makes sense? Yeah. Because I see a lot of stuff about, you know, like anti-vaccines and the new world order and Alex Jones, one of my good mates, he might see like doctors and scientists saying this, get the jab, like roll up your sleeve, like do the yeah. right thing. And like, obviously, it just it strengthens our opinions on the opposite sides. So on social media, you're ready for sort of like, oh, this is what I believe, but you really haven't thought about it. You're just sort of being fed, not everyone, but yeah, me in particular, or, yeah, or yeah. certain people we've had arguments with. But so do you kind of feel like, like social media kind of has the capability to control your beliefs and your thoughts? Uh, not 100%, but it can definitely influence influence that way. If it's like your only source of information, like yeah. a lot of people these days don't really watch TV or maybe even study or actually read articles, but they're just being fed information through, you know, the Instagram feed or the Facebook feed or TikTok. And it's different different for everybody. Yeah. Depending on what, how, how it's been programmed by you, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it does, it mm. does. Because like, I'm the same, I get pretty much the same stuff as you, mm. uh, based on like things that I've clicked on. Because I'm, I'm quite confident, like everything that you click on, like, as well say, is recorded, right? Yeah. So like, if you're, um, if these are the stuff that you kind of view, like how do you get someone else to kind of consider it if they, they're not even like given that? I think that's where it comes to people like friends sharing. Yeah. So like you might share something and one of your friends will see what you've shared but they wouldn't see what, what, what it is that you've seen from your sources. Yeah. He might be on a different algorithm completely. And this is like something that's so left field of where he's coming from. He's like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cognitive dissonance comes in strong. That's when the arguments start possible yeah no it's 100% is because I feel like this just I probably, I probably say the the person who kind of made me question this kind of stuff was Jordan Peterson oh yeah yeah Jordan yeah. Peterson yeah like before like it wasn't something that was in my radar like I would never really um, would have never really thought about it and then I started listening to Jordan Peterson for his self-development stuff and then it started touching on the politics st- side of things. I think yeah. that's that's one of the things that Jordan and I connected on. I think, mm. um, and I th- or one of the things that um, that was brought up was what was one of the things they brought up that we kind of had a discussion on. Um, I think he was was it, was it racism? I think yeah, it was racism. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, almost it inevitable. inevitable. Yeah, the way the way we talk, we talk and about stuff. stuff. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's it's inevitable. It's inevitable. And to me, like at that time, I never thought about it. Like mm. it was just one of those things. Where I like, never, never considered it. Like I never really like 
I've, I never really experienced it myself. Have you ever experienced racism of any kind? Maybe once, someone like screaming the N word um, while, <laughs> while I was while I was like walking out of Crown. Are you serious? Yeah. And to me, I, like, I was just like, cool, like, someone's, that's, that's a stupid person. Did, did you think when you heard it, they were talking to you specifically? Bro, the, the, there was, it was just me by myself. Okay. <laughs> you look around like, where? It's like, who? <laughs> I was like, oh, me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it, was again, it wouldn't matter who it was. was it? Yeah. It's still racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the, at the end of the day, I would never really experience anything like, I think, um, in terms of like cops arresting like black people randomly for no reason, mm. um, it's always for a reason. And I never really thought about it until um, I think it was one of the conversations that we were having in regards to um, black people being hot, the white people, white males being favored over black males in like the systemic sort of stuff. Yeah, systemic. systemic have you ever, sort of experienced stuff. that, like at work or anything like that? Any, no, anything you feel like? I've, I've never experienced anything like that. And when, when I tell people this, it's like, bro, that's a lie. I'm like, no, I've never experienced anything like that because, like, the the reason I say this is because my dad was a dude who like lived in the in the village in the in Kenya. Mm. So if the if the system, the Western system, was racist, he wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. Mm. It, would, it, would, it would technically be impossible. Yeah, you know that then just. Um, looking at the, I think he's the one who like brought me up, brought the stats to to the forefront, and I was like, wait a minute, like this, there's so much of this that just did not make sense to me. What what, what were the stats? Um, it was the, what, what were they? Well, was it was it police shootings? Yeah. Or was, was it like? What was it? I think it, was, I think it might have been. I think we were. This was a while ago. This we was like 2019. Discussing yeah. racism, but from what I can remember, I think I was taught. I think I mentioned like, oh, I think statistically. Um, uh, police are less likely to, like, uh, I think it was either like arrest or pull over a black person while driving. Well, I think it was related. It was, it was, it was, it was related, related to, to something that, like that. where the common, like, you know, what we're conditioned, I think, to believe based off of obviously past, um, you know, institutionalized racism and things like that that have existed. That it's still the case to this day um, that you know people are pulled over primarily for DWB. Um, but it turns out that you know statistically it's less likely. So I think it was I think it was that stat there. Yeah, but yeah. I could it could have been something. Yeah, it was, it was I heard of a stat the that there was um, that white people were getting killed more by cops, and that more black people were dying at the hands of black on black crime. Oh yeah. Than actually. Oh, that's white that's, on black yeah. crime. that's yeah. not even like up for debate. I think yeah. the the only um, that's like hundred percent true. But the only one that I think. Was because I think we were talking about these stats as well. Yeah, back, yeah. This was back when the that right, that's right. Last year in May, we were really oh, the Black yeah, Lives the Matter. Black Lives Matter movement. That was that yeah. was a, that was a fun time. Fun, yeah, I but think, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We, 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 I think we we're just show, I was showing you the stats where it was like obviously because there's you know I think the African American oh, sorry Black community. I hate the term African American. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah. It's like I'm an Italian, Russian, Iranian, Australian. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're American. No, I'm Australian, Australian right? Yeah, you're Australian. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's yeah, like yeah. you know. So, but like in terms specifically in terms of race, it was like where you know the black population is about 13 percent, and so obviously way more white people die in the hands of cops than than black people because I think white people is what like 80 percent of the population or something. Yeah, something really high like that. Mm. Um, but like so even though. So it looks like just on stats that you know white people are killed way more, but then once you do the rate, 
it's like I think it was black men in particular were 2.7 times more likely to die at the hands of a policeman than a, than a white man would be. But that didn't take into account when you look at the violent crime statistics, a black man was 2.7 times more likely to be involved in a violent crime once you broke down. That was the 2016 Federal Bureau of Statistics. statistics yeah. So we, we, I think that's where we shared it with you and we had like a big discussion on like, it, the numbers pretty much seem to add up either way. They balance out fairly well to zero once you looked at the whole stuff. Yeah. But then the discussion shifts again because it's like, okay, so then you show that statistically, like blacks aren't killed at this disproportionate level. Yeah. Because you, you can show it with the stats, but then it becomes, but well, the reason they're two points, they're more likely to do violent crime is because of the institutionalized systems that keep them down and keep them in poorer neighborhoods. And that's a discussion that I'm just not qualified to have. I just don't have all yeah. the, the data and stats to hand. That's yeah. like going to the whole fabric of a society. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, but definitely the, his, the history of America is obviously a one of, of huge, huge oppression, you know, mm. going through all of history, you know, slavery, coming out of it, then civil rights movement, all that sort of stuff. And there's obviously still remnants and echoes of that in the minds of certain people. Like, you know, there's certain, like, people who are older white men, not all of them, but there's some of them sort of had that racism in them. I can tell, yeah. like, my, my, my grandmother had that in her a little bit. Like, I used to watch the news, you know, Crime Stoppers? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and like, dude, they, I can see your grandma. Yeah, grandma. <laughs> like, and like the, the guy comes in, like, there was an incident on the on the corner of this and this. Is like a man broke into a house and beat an old woman, and and then my mum before the guy before the before said said who was like. I bet it wasn't Aboriginal. <laughs> and I'm like, it wasn't Aboriginal. Like, yeah. I knew it. We all had that grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like the and I was like, fuck, that's yeah. racist. Yeah. But I was like, hell young. Yeah, and that happened yeah. like for years. And then Crunto was all of a sudden stopped. Yeah. yeah. But then like, I realized, when I, I used to walk around, uh, walk around the shops in this is Linwood. It's pretty, pretty rough back in the 90s. And um, I would see like an Aboriginal like, boy or family. And I would like, oh fuck, I have like, my heart would skip a beat. I'd have like fear. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. shit, like, I, I walked the other way. But I'm like, am I racist or is that this programming from like the news and my, my grandmother like, yeah, you stay away, like, yeah, 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 that fear response is still kind of there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that could be, you know, floating around. Yeah. I also I was, honestly do believe like the media and um, the media kind of exacerbates this in, mm. in terms of like they them like um, making it seem like there's a huge problem of like systematic racism, which yeah. I they make it worse. They, they, they make it worse. Yeah. yeah, but the, the, yeah. the media does hype it up because obviously there's there's money in it. Oh. Yeah, the more, more clicks, this that. You know, it, it's become commoditized information, where it's no, no longer about the truth or about like helping people. It's about what gets the most minds. And normally it's a negativity. People love to complain and act a part and be victimized and you know get involved. Yeah, but not saying that it's not there, but the media's exacerbating. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's their job. That's how they make money now. It's mm. like, I think, what was it? Denzel Washington, remember when he was getting, because like, oh, I think, yeah, cause yeah, again, I've seen the, that. the funny yeah. thing is you mentioned like, you know, just like, you know, just general like generic racism. Well, one of them that funnily enough is like that, black people are liberal. Like that, that, that mindset that a lot of like news outlets seem to have where it's just like interview a black guy it's like obviously it's gonna be like yeah a bit more liberal yeah and like so she like puts the bike in front of denzel washington <laughs> and just like and she and asks she, like just like down. and yeah. he just literally says see see what what do you mean by that i can't remember what the question was but he said like the the tagline i took away from it that he said was it's not about what's true anymore it's about just being first, first yeah and yeah i remember that. that's what it is like you say it's being about being first but mm. making it as controversial and as negative as possible because that's what generates clicks yeah yeah 
Uh, but I mean, are we willing to, as a society and as, as business, take a step, one step back to take two steps forward in the long run? You know what I mean? Like it might take a hit on our revenues, but it's going to make a society better for it in the long run by telling yeah, the truth. Like, you know, the, having morals, which come back to religion and Jordan Peterson, like yeah. speaking the truth and mm. having these virtues in us that, that are actually above the line of profit. You know, in ancient Greek, they wouldn't want to give inheritance to their children because that would ruin their children's capacity to serve and build values in their life yeah. and work in the community because they don't have to. They sort of isolate themselves because they're no longer need to serve the community yeah. and they become entitled entitled or spoiled or they lose those, those values yeah. that, we, that we need. But they are losing so much um, um, revenue at the moment, so, many, so much viewership. No, people, less and less people watch um, the legacy media now. Not as many people watch it. Most of the time, a lot of people get their information from like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, mm. and um, the, again, that's also also like log. Um, hey man, it's like the radio dying from television. Yeah. Or television dying from the internet. Like it's yeah. natural. It they, they should be able to pivot. Like imagine if Blockbuster created Netflix, they would they would have the money and the resources to do that. Yeah. But they didn't. Why didn't they? They could have bought Netflix, I'm pretty sure, at that time. They could, yeah. yeah. The, the, wasn't they Netflix, offered Netflix? Netflix was just like a postal. I'm pretty sure it was like a yeah, postal thing. Yeah, yeah, it was a postal service. Before yeah. the internet, next, Netflix was around. It was or Like posting DVDs. Yeah, yeah that, like literally DVDs. like, That's pretty cool. order yeah. your DVD and like they post, post it, it to you and then you send it back once That's you finish. That's so hideous. Yeah. So it was yeah. like... You're I mean, ordering a DVD, like, I want to get this DVD next week. I'm like, I can't think that far. Yeah, yeah. so but, it's but, like, I'm pretty sure it was more than that. It was less than that. I'm pretty sure you can get... Three or four days. Yeah, three or four days. Because back in the day, you still would have to go, gone to Blockbuster. Some people were just too yeah, I, I loved that when I was a kid, you know, go to a movie store. How, when were you born? Oh, that's a good question. What year were you born? Uh, 96. You had to think about 96. Yeah. Well, mate, this has been a long time. I'm going to like go back. It's like rewinding. I'm like a, a cassette tape. It's not just like click like an iPhone. It's like you got to rewind it, bro. Old school. You got an old, old school. school yeah. you, I got you, a cassette tape, mate. Did you go to Blockbuster and like Video Easy and shit like that? Yeah, mate. That yeah. was my childhood. That, I mean, that was the highlight of my day was like watching a DVD. I love DVDs. I've watched movies like so much as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't matter what it was like, Better Homes and Gardens DVDs and like cereal boxes, any DVD I just watch. Yeah. And then the, the, yeah, we used to have like Blockbuster as well. Blockbuster was a huge thing for us. Mm. It, was like, it was a good way, good way to spend time on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like part of you. It was part of your like um, that's a good yeah. routine. Bro, I had a friend that used to hit on chicks in the video stores. Oh. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'll say the name Bill. It's not his real name, but they know him as Bill, right? Yeah. So I went to the video store with him one time, and he was like, he's like, hey, so go up to this girl and then and say to her, like, oh, don't worry, I'm in the same boat as you. And if she replies, like, what do you mean? She's like, oh, watching movies alone on a Friday night. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not sure about this, man. And she's like, no, no. He's like, it's a, it's a win-win. If she says, no, sorry, I have a boyfriend, you can say, well, obviously he doesn't give a fuck about you because you're alone on a Friday night. And if she says, if she says yes, he's like, then, then you're in. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, it works, savage, right? Bro. It's safe because you're like, you're covering all your bases. You're covering your bases, but still it's a little bit creepy, like going to a DVD store trying to pick up, pick up chicks, you know what I mean? Like, you're, in the, you're in the rom-com section, like, well, this could be us. <laughs> this could be us. <laughs> That is 10 things I hate about you. Yeah. <laughs> I lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> but how long, did you, how long would you spend at that, like, in that um, movie store? What, when I was uh, Yeah, when he was like picking movies. up chicks. Oh, I, I actually don't know. This is only one occasion this happened, but it was pretty funny. But he, had, he, always, had, like, he always had a line who was ready to drop, you know? He's like, did he ever get anybody? <laughs> he, he, look, he picked up more at the clubs than, than he did at the video store. Yeah, okay. But yeah, the yeah, clubs yeah. are fair. 
but obviously the clubs is always a, an easier option. Yeah, I would never have thought of um, the DVD store. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, it's like, what, like one person there. So yeah. your odds are pretty slim. Blockbuster on a Friday night was actually pretty, pretty busy, man. Pretty busy, you know? Yeah. 5, 6 p.m. is prime time, man. Blockbuster. <laughs> 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 the, the hey man, come on, let's go. <laughs> this oh, is oh, he, he's right, man. Alone on a Friday night, you got to do something. That's true. <laughs> oh. That's pretty fun. Like, another friend, he's he talking about picking up chicks. I'm like, he's like, I don't go to bars anymore. He's like, I go to Woolworths. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I love this. Yeah, yeah. And he, he gave me, he, he gave me some pretty good examples. I'm like, did it work? He's like, yeah, it worked. He got a few numbers from Woolworths. I'm like, he's like, there's no noise. Like, there's no music. He's like, no interruptions. He's like, it's, it's, it's good. Have you tried it? <laughs> no, I haven't tried it yet. No, no. <laughs> you tried it's it's a, cold, a cold approach, man. You've got to test it out, I think. Yeah, you've got to test out, test out the theory. Yeah, man, I go to the organic vegetable section. <laughs> 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 the other thing you're, you're into, man, I think um, you were mentioning philosophy or theology, which, or both. I'd say... Um, more from more probably more the theology is of more of an interest in general yeah. i'd say I, I did study philosophy and ethics um when i was younger like in high school and then in primary school as well but i didn't i would say the one that i'm more um involved with directly because obviously I'm, I'm a believer mm. as at the moment so are you a pentecostal um or? yeah a, 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 i guess you would say like a sub branch of that so um christadelphian, yeah? Yeah, yeah christadelphian yeah, so okay. basically it's um trying to get back to the original gospel message because um, the journey of the Bible um, of is like an amazing one how we have it in English translations today like because it wasn't always as easy as that was it Greek Hebrew Aramaic yep so you all have all the different, different languages. languages and everything um, but it's actually how the Bible ended up like this today because you've um, good old King James yeah oh, <laughs> the King James brilliant brilliant Bible very um it's a beautiful text to read from. Problem is nowadays, it's like nobody understands it. So you've got to read a more recent translation, but it is beautiful language. Um, that was actually fun. fun fact about the King James Bible. You guys know Guy Fawkes? The Guy Fawkes yeah, no. The Freemason? Um, was he a Freemason? Pretty sure he was a Freemason. I didn't know he was a Freemason. He tried to blow up King James. This was- um, Really? Yeah, oh, it's really? 5th of November. So it's oh, a yeah, UK holiday, the 5th of Vendetta. November. He tried to blow up the King um, Why? and that was, Political reasons, I think. That was that was. Was he, was he French? Um, he was French, right? Oh, I don't know. Liberté, liberté. Probably, yeah. Name like, name like I, guy. I gotta Google it quickly. But um, yeah, so with the Bible, like the reason I think it, it's an amazing um, text, and I think it has the the key to, you know, our, our uh, it's God revealing Himself to us. Yeah, that's what I believe the Bible is, and um, and of course His Son Christ. But in terms of like how the Bible ended up here. Well, you had around Christ's time, after Christ died, you had the times of the apostles. Like, that was his disciples, they became apostles, and their job was to preach the gospel, which was the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. And what they did is the gospel was effectively preached through suffering. Um, like, you know, because it was under the, um, it was, you know, the Romans weren't particularly fond of it at the time. This was like during the time of Nero, if you know anything about they were, Nero. They were, they were persecuting Christians, they, right? They, um, it, and this was, they, and that, that ramped up later on, like after like AD 66, but like it was still like a bit of a, and, but the Jews really didn't like it. 
either. So you had... Jesus the, was very disruptive to the um, Jewish it was, oligarchies, yeah. Yeah, it was very... And obviously, Paul was originally Saul. He was um, one of the, um, the most... Uh, zealous of all the Jews. He, he was a mercenary, essentially. He was sent to kill yeah. the Christians. Well, he wasn't a mercenary as such. He was a um, he was a Pharisee. Uh, no, was it a Pharisee? I believe. Yeah, no, he was a Pharisee well, of the tribe a, of Benjamin. So that a was a top Hebrew, um, uh, a, a, a top Jewish. Um, they were basically the religious leaders. Oh, okay. So they would be like the top people within the, the Jew, of, of the Jewish religion. Mm. But so they, they, they also stoned people for blasphemy. Yes. And Saul was very aggressive. So he, he would actually, he, he, I think he killed a few Christians. He, he killed Stephen. Yeah. He all presided over Stephen's stoning. Mm. So Stephen. that, that's why I recommend as a mercenary, because like he was actually sent out to capture these yep. people and, and sometimes even kill them. But he was, so that's, yeah. Sorry, you, that's yeah, all right. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. That's, and you're, yeah. you're 100% correct. So he was actually sent to, um, to bring the, um, the, the Christians who were, who were in Damascus back to to um, Israel to have it effectively be tried, mm. um, but al al along that road that Christ was revealed to him, and it was and his conversion took place, and after the conversion he wrote nearly all the New Testament, so all the all the Acts uh, not Acts sorry that was believed to be written by Luke but Romans Corinthians Galatians all the letters to he preached all the way across um, me uh, of uh, Asia Minor and all the way through to Rome and Spain. He did some good shit. On multiple yeah, journeys. Yeah. And that's where the Bible or, or the other uh, gospel got introduced to um, Rome. And Rome was pagan at the time. So they were um, polytheistic. Mm. So they had like the god of cattle worms, god of hinges, like they had a god for everything. Oh, so wow, they were okay. polytheistic at the time. But Paul must have had some good contacts and networks in. Cause he wasn't killed, or he was in prison, but like he still did a lot of good work in a small amount of time, and he must have had he must have had networks to. Oh, he had lots. Preach. So he had lots of um, networks of because he developed such strong relationships with all the different ecclesias or like mm. the, the, what we call churches um, around all these parts of Asia Minor and obviously southern Europe. And so he, he when he was in prison, he'd be writing letters, all these letters, and he'd be sending them out. So he died, we believe, around eighty sixty six. How old was he? How did he die? Do you know? Um, he was about in his sixties from, oh, from okay. the record. Uh, I think he was. I think he was put to death. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. I don't think he died from old age. I believe he was put to death um, uh, under Nero. So yeah. I believe he, he was died. He died under Nero, either in a Colosseum or um, or in some kind of circus or. Um, yeah, Nero had one of lots of different ways of just simple execution. Yeah. But um, that was how the Bible got introduced to that part of the world. And it spread like a wildfire. So much so that in 323 AD, we have um, an emperor called Constantine. Oh, yeah. Is... And this is where we have the Nicene and the Athanasian creeds. And at this point there, there'd been various apostasies, which mm. are like breaking away the falling down or the fall, falling away of the original gospel and different sort of ideas around what everything meant had arisen. And among these was um, a the Catholic sect. And mm. the, I, don't, I don't believe it was called that at the time, but that was the um, one that was raised up as the national religion of Rome when Rome became Christian. To unite the nation of Rome, um, Constantine, Rome no longer was pagan, but became Christian Rome. And that's where the Catholic Church was born. But they were born as a blending of the state and Christianity. Exactly. That's so a very powerful uh, move. The Catholic move Church work. was a, both a political entity, not mm. just a pure religious one. But well, what are your thoughts on that? Why would did Constantine bring Christianity to the people for 
the good of his heart because he was a true believer of God and in Christ? Or was it more of a political move to bring together his nation to be strong under one belief system? Look, I'd have to ask Constantine to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. But um, I, I think at least from when you, when you it, he's an emperor. Mm. So for, first and foremost, he cares. What, are, what does every politician care about? <laughs> Retaining power. Yeah. And yeah. So at the time, what was the ultimate mm. thing to retain his power? It was uniting the nation under a Christian. singular religion. Mm. And that was the universal system, the Catholic system. And you have the formulation of the Nicene and, crucially, the Athanasian Creed. The Athanasian Creed, mm. which happened in Athens, funnily enough, um, is... So the Nicene and the Athanasian mm. scene, or Athanasian Creed, sorry. Yep. Are these just two different sects of Christianity? No, the, what, oh, these were sorry, events. What are, what are creeds? Oh, events. Creeds, creeds are where they... Doctrines, they, right? They, doctrines. doctrines. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the best way to put it. Just a, a selection of doctrines. What is the doctrine of our faith? Simple as that. And the Athanasian Creed was when the Trinity was um, discussed and formed as the as, of what God was. The version of God as the Trinity was formed at the Athanasian Creed mm. and added to the Gospel. And there's a little caveat, a little note in the Athanasian Creed. Saint Paul knew it not. Meaning that Paul in the of in the New Testament who had written like if anybody else comes along preaching anything different to what I'm telling you <laughs> ignore it uh, right, 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 right. they say so it's for that reason I reject the Trinity as a doctrinal um, belief mm. um, I, it seems to be formulated through misinterpretation of scripture through um, the amalgamation of Roman of the Roman Empire and the gospel, which has, I believe has created the greatest blasphemy of all, and that is the Pope and the Catholic Church. Fair. I think they're the great, the, the definition of the Antichrist is the Pope. My, my so, stepdad yeah. would, would, would heavily agree with you. As would, yeah, my, so as would my grandfather. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's the thing about the Catholic Church is like that they've always been involved in politics, even, even today. You look at some of the big meetings that um, in American politics and all the billionaires, you always see the, the archbishops and all the high Catholic people are in, in those meetings standing next. Like George Bush went out to the runway to bring in the Pope. You know, like they're always, Robert McGarvey was bowing down to the Pope. Like all yeah. these high proper people are like on their knees in front of the Pope. So is the, is the Pope, would the Pope be like the pinnacle of like, of, of power per, per se? It's a, the, he, he's effectively yeah. the emperor. You look at the Catholic structure, the way the church is structured, it's structured like the Roman Empire was mm. in terms of it's in a religious form. It is the Holy Roman Empire continued. So the Roman Empire is dead, but it lives on in some form through the Catholic Church, mm. which is a very powerful entity, as we know. Um, Wait, what's the, what's the, what's, this is probably not going to be relevant. What's the net worth of the, um, of, um, the Catholic Church? I don't think they have to be audited. I believe they're inauditable. But I would say it's hundreds of billions. I think the single, yeah. probably the single most powerful like entity on the whole planet yeah, would probably 100%. be the Catholic Church in terms of net wealth. I did a property check on the Archbishop of Canterbury. Yeah. I had the software where I can actually look up who owns what properties. Yeah. So I looked up the Archbishop of Canterbury, which is just the Perth highest ranking. Yeah. And looked at some of the properties they've got just in Perth. Only Perth, right? Yeah. This is not the churches. This is just the houses. And there's literally like 10 pages of like maybe six or seven houses on each page of properties. And these aren't just like little shitty properties, these are like Del Keith, Scarborough, Como, like mansions, like 
multi-million dollar properties. Wait, who, who lives in not, those properties? The freaking priests and bishops and whoever else. Like, Why? I thought they served the people. Well, they obviously serve themselves at the same time, of course, and they don't pay any tax. And the churches they've got, they've owned, they own the land as well. They've got yeah. huge amounts of money. Like, when you know George Pell? No. The, the pedophile priest? No. He was like some high-ranking priest. Um, is it, was he in Perth? He was in Perth, wasn't he? Oh, I don't know if it was in Perth. Oh, didn't he get released, though? He got released. But That's how powerful he got released. They are. And he, was, he had so many cases of pedophilia and rape put against him. What's, what's up with the he, Catholic He walked church free, but to, the Vatican... You have to be celibate if you're a priest. Oh, okay. Which, Obviously not. Which isn't, again, not a scriptural thing. Oh, okay. It's one of the things they added in. Um, Which they're hypocrites because they're obviously fucking rapists. Not all of them, but well, yeah, what, what, what happens when you thousands. when you <laughs> what happens when you enforce? Because Paul, obviously, as we see in text at this point in time, is single. Yeah. Um. He, he, we don't know if he was married before and had kids earlier, but at this point in time, he's on his own, and he and he says in his writings that he wished every man could be like him and just like not have to have a family or a wife. But obviously, it is ah, for the better true. if, if so you God. can't be like me to do that. So yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah so, um, but yeah. So getting back to the Catholic thing, um, what was one of the things that you couldn't do in the Dark Ages? Dark Ages. During no, the no Dark idea. Ages, you couldn't read the Bible under the Catholic Church, which was the it was the Church in England. It was, it was across the whole of Europe. It was called the Holy Roman Empire. Mm. Um, so even though you know the Roman Empire had effectively dissolved, thanks to you know in the in the in the West to the, um, the Visigoths, I believe, and to the east, you had like the Byzantine Empire as well. Um, that it affected, but the religious aspect it spread all across Europe and the UK, and you were only allowed to read the Bible in Latin. The problem is most people in the UK didn't understand Latin, so they would try and read it in English, which was a punishable crime. The work to translate the Bible into English took place during Henry VIII's rule in the 1500s. Mm. And one of the standout gentlemen who did it was a guy called William Tyndale. And, his, and so his work to translate the New Testament into English um, ended up being the death of him. He was put to death. Oh, really? Yes. So what, what was the idea? VIII. Like, Why didn't they want it in English? Well, if people understood the Bible message, then they would understand what that was being told to them was, was lie. a lie. So the Catholic Church is built on this. Yeah, and the, the other thing it's also built on, the Bible, all through the Old Testament, there's a separation of church and state. Mm. There's, a, there's a holy... The Reformation. There's, yeah, yeah. The, a holy component, and then there's the political component. And they're related, but there's a separation. You look at um, the way the Holy Roman Empire and the Catholic nations were, um, there wasn't that separation. What's the big problem if you don't have a separation of church and state? Too much power. Exactly. You say you're not just you're not just you anymore. Yeah. You're God. So when you say when you decree the Bible must be read in Latin, that's not that's obviously not something anywhere in the Bible because it wasn't even written in Latin. So they don't want people <laughs> knowing true. the true yeah. message of, of God. Pardon, sorry. They don't want people knowing the true message of God. They want to hide that information. Exactly. Because well, so it, 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 it allowed it allowed power. The whole point. The whole origin of that that mm. system. Having too much power, effectively, yep. and effectively, the, the Pope is is God because no one, else, no, no, no other person is able to read the Bible. Yeah. So if you don't want that other person able to read the Bible, effectively, they just believe what he says is true because technically he's the only person who can read the Bible. Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. He can't call him out on his bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the whole notion that the Pope is God on Earth—that's effectively what he is. Um, 
Which is the Antichrist in definition. Yeah. That is the Antichrist in definition. It's not the antithesis of God, it's who stands in place of God. Right? Ah, interesting. But the other thing I heard about this, I wonder if it was true or not, in the Dark Ages, the Catholic Church had their own taxing system. So if you were a Catholic, which you pretty much had to be, they would give you, I think it's 15 or 10% or 20% of your income would come to the, the church. They would collect tax, like mm. forced like donations. Yeah. yeah. And they had their own group of mercenaries, which was, <coughs> excuse me, the Knights of Malta, yeah. their own private mercenaries. Ooh. Have you heard about that? Like, like I, not this particular one, it's not my um, forte, no. I can't remember if it was Knights of Malta or something else, but they had their own, had their own military essentially. Yeah. yeah. And they had their own um, group of evangelists called the Jesuits. Have you heard of the Jesuits? I should have, but no. <coughs> it's getting, getting deep, right? interesting. Yeah, so, let's have a look. Uh, Google the Black Pope. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Legit, Google the Black Pope. Is it a picture of Ryan? <laughs> no, no, no. Speak. <laughs> <It's, laughs> the Black Pope. The Black Pope. It is, it is Ryan. I've read this earlier. <laughs> Superior General of the Society of Jesus. Yeah. Whoa. So, Vatican City. Vatican City. <laughs> okay. Spaniard Adolfo Nicolás. Damn. Jesuits. Black Pope. Prestigious Catholic order is known as Jesuits, right? The Jesuits yeah. used to run shit. Sounds like a secret society. Okay. They were, they were yeah. a secret society, but they're not secret because they're actually legitimate now. But they were back in the day. They used to run shit for the Catholic Church. So they would go out as evangelists. And some of them were good. Like, I think um, a Francis of Assisi. You ever heard of him, Francis of Assisi? No. He, was, he was a Jesuit. He was I an evangelist. But he did some amazing work from, from what I hear. But there were other aspects of that same organization who were tied into politics very deeply. Who were tied into conspiracies. Who were tied into economics and I, I don't it's yeah. a pretty shit explanation but they were actually banned from all of all of Europe countries got together and said we want the Jesuits out because they're in, they're getting involved too much in politics in in, in business and they're getting they really take over the world essentially yeah so they, they were actually banned and told to leave but Europe. were they good or bad bad oh, okay they just wanted power so they were yeah. just they were just making connections and deals and to, to, to build banks and systems and all this sort of stuff and they were kicked out of Europe completely I think it was in 1773 they were kicked out of Europe. They said you got, I think you got five years to get your shit and get out, right? Yeah. And then in 1776... Wait, who's enforcing that though? The governments. Oh, well, okay. Not the governments, or the, the monarchs. Like or the is this post-French Revolution? This is 17, the 1700s. So, yeah. so 1773 they were kicked yeah. out of, of Europe. Just before it then, just before the revolution? But don't. Well, that's like, yeah. we'll, we'll get on to, the, we'll get to yeah. the French Revolution, I guess. Yeah. But I yeah, I'll show you this one now. So 1773, they kicked out. In 1776, America is founded. And in 1776, there was a Freedom of, of Religious Act passed in America. So you can do any religion, anything yeah. you like, whatever, complete freedom. Yeah. And the Illuminati was founded in 1776. <laughs> so in three years, the Jesuits collapsed, fled to America, because there's freedom of religion there. Oh, and dark. Illuminati is founded just three years later under that same act. And um, look at the ties between the Catholic Church and the American state. Even though it's not church and state together, but yeah. you see in all of their meetings, all of their summits, all of their whatever, there's always the president with the Pope, Elon Musk next to an archbishop. Yeah. They're all in the same room. So would you, you say know? people like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, those like um, um, big powerful people with a lot of money, they're somehow linked to the you have Catholic to be. Church? You have to be, man. There's, there's, there's no way you can get to that level and not be tied up in that game. Yeah, but, the te but technology evolved so quickly, like they, they, they would have made so much money. It's like someone like Mark Zuckerberg, he like he, what he created was just so out of, out of, it was pretty much like a anomaly. You reckon he created it? 
that's different. <laughs> himself. I, I heard, I heard I he like got some, some Weasley punk just made the biggest thing and then... I mean, but Mark is quite intelligent. Though. To be fair, he he's yeah. smart, but he also seems rem- like not to be rude to Mark because I don't mm. know him personally. Yeah, um, that's, that's true. But he seems like really, really difficult to have a conversation with. He seems like, ugh, like really, like Weasley. Like I feel like if you squeeze him, he would just yeah. like squirm. He's a little yeah. alien, eh? Yeah. 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 Like is is like he looks like. I'm sorry. Like if he was at school, I'd just bully. him. Just because. Just <laughs> if I was in primary school, I'd face. just bully So, like, that's the thing. So, some, so, think about Mark. He's had this really awful time at school. He's getting bullied. He has no friends. And all he has is a little, like, old little computer. And he's like, I want to have some friends. And then it's, he's like, that's a, that's maybe a, I can connect with people like this. And he figures online. it out from there. Well, the story is pretty legit. Yeah, like, he made yeah, a university yeah, thing and, and it spread. But I think that it's heavily involved politically now, Facebook. But um, Ryan, you made a good point the other, day, the other week, man, about like the people in America who are top um, in parliament who are making decisions based on technology, they don't even know how instant messaging works. Yeah, they don't know about a, WhatsApp, yeah, yeah. Facebook Messenger. These yeah, guys have no clue. But they get caught out all the yeah, time no, in yeah. scandals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just like, how the it's fuck wild, these bro. guys qualify for that decision, man? Yeah, there was yeah. A, I think it was, uh, was it Mark Zuckerberg or one of the um, heads of uh, Facebook and he was in. Um, it was a. It was a hearing in Congress, mm. and these congressmen were just asking them very basic questions. Like, I think one of the questions was um, one of these congressmen asked, "How does my daughter? How does my granddaughter have the fo- have a photo of me on her phone if I've never sent her a photo of me on her phone?" <laughs> oh, come <laughs> I was, on. I will, we'll, we'll find this clip. We'll have to find, find it. That's clip. funny. Yeah. Which it's kind of wild. Like these are the people who are kind of controlling the the laws and the rules and regulation when they can't keep up with technology itself. It's retarded. Yeah. It's just, in my opinion, that, that's corruption. It's, it's, it's not a system that's built off of merit or competence. It's just built off of this old man's been in politics for so long and they've just given him this position because he's simply there in the room or connected, which is nepotism. Is it nepotism? Yeah, it is nepotism. Yeah. I'm not confident like the, the most... He's not qualified for the job at all. Oh, no, none of them are. Not, not anymore. I feel like you... If, for, I, 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 I think that if in order for people to, us to, to make progress in terms of like rules, laws and regulations, we need to have people who are young. Because even if you think or about at least, like the, at least qualified and educated in what they're doing. Yeah. Because I mean, to a very high level. I mean, if you technically think about it, these guys have studied, some of these guys are really smart, but they started what, 40, 50 years ago. The, the, dude, technology changed so much, the internet changed so much in regards to just how like social yeah. structures work. It's ridiculous, bro. It's actually funny the whole idea of like even university degrees now, you get a degree and then 20 years later, or even, even five years later, it's redundant. We're talking about like four, 30, four decades. Yeah. Well, they, it's redundant it's completely. completely. Like man. you're irrelevant totally. now. You're irrelevant, sorry, yeah. man, you're irrelevant. Yeah. It's even harsh, the, but it's true, right? Even yeah. uh, what's it called? The um, Declaration of Independence, who, um, who, who wrote that? Um, is it George Washington? No, but they, 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 they were, they were, I'm pretty sure they were the ages between 25 and 30. None of them were over 35 years old. That's true, yeah. yeah. When they, when they, when they, when they wrote that. new and, and exciting. Yeah, new mm. and exciting. And every single change that occurs, most of the time, the, the big ones are made by people who are young. So how, how old was Napoleon in the French Revolution? I'm not sure. I don't know. I do not know. During the French, oh, when was the French Revolution? 1970? No, 17. Napoleon. I think wasn't the. Um, was he it, was born in 1769. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah, he fought the Duke of Wellington. That was when, that was his final 1799, one. 1799, also 17... Waterloo, No, 1789, 69, 79. He was 20. Yeah, exactly. He was 20 years yeah. old. These yeah. guys, the people who make huge changes Alexander are usually quite 20. young. Yeah. yeah. These people, are, I just don't think they're, they're, they're qualified anymore. They've... They're they should, be, they should be dead. Yeah. They're past their due date, bro. Like, fucking 65. Like, bro. Well, uh, what's, what's the retirement what's age the, when you're allowed to retire? Like, 60, if you're 55, 55, yeah. Hang on. Like, if you're, let's be honest, like, politicians, they're raking it in. Yeah. Like, oh, you're 55, retire because that's my money now. Like, the next generation of taxpayers coming through, now my money's going to someone who's like, you know, way past it in terms of what they're mm. like. You need elders, right? You need yeah. elders, but like when it comes to like making policy about which internet cable to lay, what do these well, people, people know? That's yeah, when yeah. we had the like the whole NBN yeah, was botched yeah. so oh, yeah, badly, yeah. Like, yeah. and it's cost more. Yeah, and it's even worse. Bro, it was like quadrupled yeah. the money. I think it was like four billion and went to like twenty-one it was billion. Like yeah. one of the worst decisions ever. Um, that's true. When you get old, motherfuckers. The opportunity. Have you ever seen like but a, even your, even your uh, parents trying to teach them how to use a phone or a printer? How frustrating it is! Oh yeah. Imagine trying to get them to figure out the MBN network. <laughs> it's just fucking torture. It's that, it feels like at this point they're hindering like they're hindering progression. Like what's his name? Joe Biden is what 80, 85? He's 80. Yeah, eighty years old. How, how can someone who's eighty years old? He can't string a sentence together. Yeah. Legit. His sentences are yeah. all fucking scattered. He's someone who actually is dead. Like, he's a zombie, dude. I think, I think America is way past it now. People are seeing it for what it is. It is just a shambles as a country mm. right now. Like, it is, was it shambles, is, but... it was, it's an absolute shambles. They've been falling apart because partly due to technology, I think, like not being able to, um, mm. you know, like the whole social media thing. And, they, and the people are stupid. Yeah. Not educated. Well, like, here's yeah. the thing. Like, I think a lot of, like, they seem to lead a lot of, so they seem to lead in a lot of areas. Like America seems to have the opportunity, because it is so free market, you, the very, very best at, and or the most productive people seem to do insanely well. But it also exposes, if you aren't a very productive or bright person, it, you, you deal, the consequences of that can be quite severe. Mm. And um, I don't know, that seems like a, it's a harsh way of putting it, but that's what happens in free market economies. Yeah, but what's what's our alternative? You could go to a country with a better. Um, you go to Germany, for example, where education is free. Yeah, with all yeah. different. Um, well, uh, we like, have education. Well, that, free, the, yeah. the central market economy—that's the term—where um, there's more government intervention and regulations to sort of control the way the circular inflow of income goes. The problem with that is, and we saw this in Sweden. Um, remember the Syrian crisis in 2015? Yeah. Humanitarian crisis across the globe. And countries had to step up. Not enough countries stepped up, but Sweden overstepped up. They took in, I think, a whole percentage of their population in the space of a year. A whole percent of their total population um, in, in refugees. Um, now, what, what, well, the issue is, is the... Um, Swedish system was very much homogenous. There's, it's a very like <laughs> everyone in Sweden, tall, blonde, blue eyes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They're yeah. a very homogenized society, yeah, yeah. and which means, and they all speak the same language, and they all they they all contribute to the system because you get the free education and all of that, but you pay half your sat wages in in tax. You get half your income is tax, right? Yeah. That's so, fair. which that's is fair, a lot. Yeah. 
But the trade-off is like thirty-five percent by this. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but the trade-off is because it is so homogenous and smaller. There's actually very high standard of living. Yeah. And you do get the free education. So it's a, it's mm. a, it worked well in that isolation. Took in a whole percent of their population, um, in in one year in twenty fifteen, a group of people who don't speak the same language and have a completely different culture. And problem is they'd automated the most menial jobs away. So the jobs that immigrants would typically take on just initially um, before they've been able to like go through things like education and Training, all of that and yeah. language and all of that is you need a job. Mm. All of, most of those jobs are automated away. So they didn't have work, which meant, and these people couldn't get educated yet because they didn't speak the language. And so um, in a, you know, to use a harsh economic term, it was effectively an economic burden on the on the towns that they were largely put in, mm. and what it, what it led to um, was high crime rates, ridiculously high, but particularly gang rape, yeah. and bombings. Sweden is one of the bombing capitals in the world. Uh, I don't know if it still is, but I know bombings. bombings. Yeah. It was, I think, nearly uh, three to four, an average of three to four a week across the year twenty seventeen or that's eighteen. Crazy. Well, like homemade yeah, explosives. bombs. Bombs, and that's not to and that's not to what say that um, you're and that's not to say that you know the Syrians are awful people or whatever, but they took in a hundred thousand people in one year that that don't speak the same language. It's like if I if I'm dragged like into a country that I don't speak the language, there's nothing for me to do, and um, you know like. That you're gonna get bad eggs within that group of 100,000. Yeah, a, no, a lot of PTSD within them. Yeah, and, yeah. Well. and I mean, like, you know, you'd also have, for sure, in, in and amongst that, you would have probably had, you know, some ISIS sympathizers somehow yeah. sneaking through. I mean, there's no way to perfectly, um, but obviously you had a humanitarian crisis. Like so you yeah. can see, like, Sweden did a good thing, but the, you see the long term effects of having a central market economy is mm. those towns are all bankrupt now. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. So um, I think this is, this is one of the biggest arguments people usually bring about when it comes to like immigration and stuff. There's such a thing, an Australian, I was actually reading this not well, a while ago now, but there's such a thing as sustainable immigration. There is, it's, it's a formula based around, um, takes into account everything, it takes into account your education, because education is huge, right? You need education and you need language. You need to be able to communicate yeah. and you need to be able to educate in order for people to acclimatized so obviously in Australia it's great we've got freedom of religion so it makes us a very attractive country and we've got good economic opportunities it makes us a very attractive country for an immigrant mm. um, and, I, and I, I think it's great that we um, are accommodating of that I went to a school that was all one of the most um, immigrant um, Immigrant heavy, that's a weird term. <laughs> where, where a lot of immigrants went to. Yeah, a very diverse school. Like it was Cyril Jackson senior campus. Um, and they took on, they did a lot of English like tutoring. Yeah. Um, and it was great. Like you, you it, everybody seemed to assimilate quite well. I will say multiculturalism, of course, like people will just stick to their groups. But the fact that we're all free to stick to our own sort of groups for the most part, yeah, um, and that when we come together, it is peaceful in like multicultural societies like this, is great. It seems to be working from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. multiculturalism as a concept is a very new thing, which doesn't seem to be we saw so is normal for us, but it is very new. 
Yeah, and that is very true. And I've actually thought about that. And general, and I'm not talking about color, color of skin, obviously. I'm talking yeah, about different cultures, cultures, yeah, different where cultures, people yeah. either assimilate or don't assimilate to one standardized one. Yeah. Mm. And Western culture is quite an influential one, and it's influenced by many different, um, you know, demographics, races, and age groups, and all that. That amalgamates this multicultural Western culture that we have. Um, where was I going with that? Then you had a bad Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I had a point, and then I got a little tangent somewhere, and it went all the way up. Yeah. You, you can um, tell it's like an a well, very oh, hang on, sustainable immigration. Well. But yeah. like, when you take into factors like, all right, how what is your current population? Um, your how 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 many jobs you have? Yeah, housing, and also um, your ability to educate. You can figure out how much of a percentage of your population you can take in every year sustainably. And the reason why the sustainable component is important, and it's not just about, and I understand the humanitarian argument is you just gotta, if something's a problem, you gotta take everyone in. Mm. But the problem with that is long term, that can create a bad environment for both them and, and the people, people and then when you get there. you get race, you get problems with race, and you get um, you get people like my grandma yelling at the TV. <laughs> yeah, you get, yeah, exactly. You get your grandma. Like, remember, <laughs> brought it all back together. You got the your grandma. Uh, oh, damn yeah. it, <laughs> you get that problem because yeah. again, it's not sustainable, and and so that's why it, it's really important when it's something like that that it is done um, at a rate that is sustainable, so those careful. people can get in and of course have your own religion have your own culture but assimilate to an to a to the extent to which it is beneficial to you to be able to function yeah yeah and enjoy all the benefits of yeah. a free country like, i'm very lucky i was born here like i haven't seen any hardship outside of um i don't know what's oh yeah n losing my mum in the shops when i was yeah. a kid like that's like that's it that is yeah. the, yeah. the hardship the feeling of, of being life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, to hey, be fair, it's yeah. quite worrying. Like, that's a scary feeling when you were a kid. Like, like, where the yeah. fuck is everyone? It's like the massive, you know, you look at a supermarket, yeah, civilization, but there's a kid in there somewhere missing their mum, bawling their eyes. That's you. It's a crisis. I'm Woolworths. <laughs> uh, I totally agree with that. Like, um, having sustainable um, immigration is very important because you'll also find like the um, immigrants actually have a. I'm not going to say higher work ethic, work ethic or better work ethic, but they just have a better drive to strive. Specifically, Asian immigrants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or or cultures where that is a um, instilled in you more so, like. That's where I find um, when it comes to education is a big one, especially more in the US at the moment, but where yeah, they go through yeah. like affirmative action to get like... Um, yeah, are, that was one of the it, topics, is it, yeah. Is it called people of color? Is that, that's the correct term? People yeah, of color, yeah. That sounds really bad. For whatever reason, that sounds really bad. It's like... Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like yeah. all these people like with Wait, colors on their face. It's like, bro, <laughs> uh, are you, we're uh, all just 50 shades of like gray, right? We're just, there's black and they're white and then everything, everything in between. In between yeah. So we really are just like a pretty bland palette of colors. So like, why don't we just call it like... Yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, I was going to ask you, um, where's your family from? Like, uh, my family is from uh, South Perth. South Perth. Yep. Oh, yeah. ancestry. Um, my dad is Russian Italian. 
Okay. And so his dad was from Italy. His dad actually was in the war. He was the he was a general's. Which um, war? World War Two. World War Two. So his dad was the driver for one of the generals in the Italian army. Oh damn, that's good. So work. he actually has. I don't know if he still got it. Was but, Italy and Russia? They were allies, uh, not right? Russia. Italy was part of the Axis powers. Okay. So you know when Germany wanted to fight the world and they almost won. <laughs> Well, they, they, don't, they dominated yeah, Europe. Yeah. yeah. So the Axis powers, I believe, was Germany, Italy, and Japan. Um, and then they were fighting against the Allies, which was um, originally the UK, France, and um, Australia, and Russia. I think Winston Churchill was like calling America like, please. Yeah, yeah and yeah, America yeah. came in late again. Yeah. And they did somehow they helped and did a good job because France, mate, they got wiped out mm. crazy, but they had the French underground still. But Russia was doing some fucking good damage too, man. Yeah, the Eastern Front was what crippled they because the winter they went in the winter and the Russians mm. are used to it, man. They yeah, lost so many soldiers nuts. in the ice. Oh, really? Yeah, they lost a lot of soldiers. They just um, never, never saw them again. They disappeared. But yeah, the Eastern they, they Front froze, was yeah. like because the Russia just kept coming. So um, Russians, bro. But yeah, so Russians he, are he tough, served bro. there. Um, and then his, my dad's mother was uh, Russian, and uh, but she was they had fled from Russia. Her family had fled Joseph Stalin because obviously the communist regime yeah, people had starving. come in. People were starving, yeah. right? So mm. they fled to Iran of all places, and then hopped on a boat and ended up in Australia. Oh, interesting! Cool. Yeah. They made it, yeah. Quite interesting, then, yeah. So Italian, yeah. Russian. Yeah, and yeah. I think my mum's family side is English and French primarily. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, so, I was yeah. thinking of an accent. Was, I just couldn't know where it was from. Was oh, like, no, no, that's TV. from TV. Like yeah, I said, I watch a lot of TV. TV. Yeah. If I talk to my look it up, all of a sudden, like, hello, what's up, brother? Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 like, all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, brother. And I go instantly, like, a few octaves lower. My voice is that deep, bro. Come here, son. Just whoever I talk, no, it's like a genuine thing. You're not even like being facetious. Whoever I'm talking to, I will pick up their accent eventually. It'll I be do, like, I do the same yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I think it's a, a lot of just. It's a, it's a, it's a human social thing. thing. Yeah, it's, just it's, like, it's more so with elders. Like all of my friends who are ethnic, their parents, I would talk them in a weird accent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they didn't know because yeah. they were like yeah. I was the only white guy it's, they knew. I think, it, I think it also comes back to like this like inner like like Australian boy like the the politeness that was taught of like the British sort of politeness that you taught, which is just mm. kind of like you know you're always like oh am I pronouncing that right and all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah. No, yeah. or something like you know it's like you got to make sure you say pro- pronounce it properly. <laughs> pronounce it properly, yeah. right? Well, it's like you know. It's just, I, I find names and language pretty fascinating, but it's like, I, also, I don't want to play it safe all the time and just say, mm. you know, you, where you just put like Australian pronunciations of all, on all people's names, because it just doesn't ever sound right. Like, I, want, I want to hear you say like a super ethnic name. All right. Like a hell give, give me ethnic. a super <laughs> ethnic name. Let's, oh, let's go I can't think of one right now, bro. Like, <laughs> Mah- Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi. Like, that, yeah, but that's a famous one. Yeah, yeah, that's a famous like, one, yeah. yeah. Just a hell random one. Like, you know, You'd have to Google that? one and get me to read it. Mahmoud El Khatib. Mahmoud El Khatib. Like, if, yeah, you know, if you don't put the. If you don't, like, I, but I go, like, I try and I do the h sound sometimes. Like, no, because it's like. It's someone French. Yeah, like French or like, you know, from like um, Israel or Lebanon or Turkey mm. where there's that h. That, that that's in there, so like you know you have to. Wait wait wait, I'll, 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 I like that sound effect. <laughs> you know like that sound effect. Huh? It's fun to do that sound effect, though. It uh, is a fun you sound heard the singers? It's like, it's like it's like I'm trying to show up. It's like yeah, I can pronounce your name. It's like, <laughs> well, how do you pronounce that? Hey, 
Azeng Sharafi. Azeng? <laughs> sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Azeng Sharafi. <laughs> but, 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 how, how do we actually pronounce it? I appreciate it's Azeng. But I could be pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, Azeng. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you're just like, you double check, you're not friends with him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm friends with him. He's true. But yeah, sorry, um, we're talking about affirmative action. Yes, that's right. Whoa, that's a segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got off track. Yeah, because obviously, as I'm prim- both of us are primarily beneficiaries of white privilege, and you've been mm. systemically oppressed. Yeah, um, yeah, that is very true. It's very embarrassing for me to admit Especially when he's richer than us. Like, <laughs> that he's in a better <laughs> <problem>. financial position. <laughs> it's like, this is embarrassing, bro. Black man has more money than me. What am I doing? You're all the oppression you face. No, but hold on, man. Yeah. A lot of people I know who come from South Africa or like um, other countries, they come here and they dominate business. Yeah, but that's because, because that's they see idea. opportunities. I was yeah, obviously being very facetious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but the whole... But see, but what I've exposed, hopefully, with my facetiousness, is the whole concept of affirmative action being demeaning and racist towards yeah. the people it's supposed to benefit. To, the to whole help. premise is you can't get there without, un- like, un- good old Uncle Joe holding your hand and taking you there and taking you there. Which and, I, and if it was interesting because I was actually looking into this, and if you find. Um, um, black people or people of color who've actually gone through the system and through affirmative action, they actually do worse in university positions. And, and affirmative action works against Asian people, which is, which is kind of weird because... How does it work against them? It works against Asian people because, um, because um, in high school or in, like, in the lower school, schooling system, because yeah. they do so well, <laughs> yeah, because they do really well, um, they're, look, they're, they're, put, they're put down on the list. Really? Yeah. Because because they're Asian, whereas if he was a black person, he wasn't doing just as oh, good. Oh, because there's so many Asians doing yeah. well. Yeah, so there's so many yeah. Asians doing well. We need well. a few black guys in there. Too, <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally that's exactly how it is. It's like the it's trying they're, to they're force trying to, equal outcome. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That, like was it, was it Trudeau who put 50 percent of his staff as yeah. female yeah. quotas, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but only 20 yeah. percent were actually capable or oh. had the highest marks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, it was Jordan Peterson. Jordan was Peterson ripped into him. He's like, he's a fucking weasel. We <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a direct <laughs> quote. I'm pretty sure that's the ending. Direct that's quote for <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Is it? <laughs> I love when he goes. When, when Jordan Peterson goes like, hey, Australian <laughs> Jordan <it>? Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he does. He does well, man. Like he tears people apart, but like intellectually, and it's, yeah. it's all based on like. On reality, on truth. Yeah, yeah. it's like Just getting torn to shreds by Kermit the Frog. <laughs> no shit, but a very intelligent Kermit the Frog. That would be one person I'd like to meet and talk to. Yeah, like, dude, that'd be fucking. Epic. Yeah, yeah. Now Jordan Peterson, like, as a topic, I think all three of us are pretty well familiar with him. Then, yeah, he's like, great. when he rose, twenty sixteen was when I first started watching him. It was like, um, was it like a one viral video? One video that yeah, went well, super was, viral. I think it was, it was, the, the, it was Bill C sixteen that he saw. Oh, as problematic. yeah, yeah, and he yeah. And wasn't. He yeah. wasn't. He's, I don't think he's anti-trans necessarily. But like he was against the bill because it was particularly it enforcing. was enforcing speech, and therefore yeah. you kind of control language, and if you control language, and control that power. was unprecedented yeah. at the time. So he was uh, opposing it from that sense because obviously he's hypersensitive to the idea of um, totalitarian overreach of government because his fields of study in psychology and like a lot of Nazi Germany and then of course um, like the communist regime. But he called it. I mean yeah. look, look at yeah. Canada now they're passing bills that are just complete that are completely Yeah, right but word? they're viewed as progressive. It's like this weird thing where somehow 
progressivism isn't something that organically changes over time as we get better. It's something you can just <laughs> pass a law and all of a sudden everybody is on board with it. Mm. Um, but what you're, really, what you're really doing is just um, silencing the people who disagree and then you just don't talk about it anymore. Yeah, which is, it's kind of weird because like the, the, the reason, I just try and have these conversations really like to know because I feel like having these kind of conversations, especially in a time like this, are important. Mm. You know, like if you if you don't have this this conversation as much as we don't want to, and in terms of like the way social media is like polarizing everything, and if you don't have an opposing opinion, you or, or you don't hear an opposing idea, you're always going to stew in like this like weird progressive 100%. movement, and it's like a strange it's, it's it's a really strange place to be because like seeing everything that's going on like and like collecting everything in terms of like um, um, the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx just reading through any stuff like that you kind of realize like these are these are plays that Karl Marx pretty much detailed um, book by book and also so much so like, like including um, dividing people through race and class and he, he used he he, he uh, pretty much detailed it and exactly how you would take over a country or you would take over a movement based upon like um, uh, based upon race class um, so even I think they started using it in terms of um, the gender and these uh, is really fine detailing divide and conquer essentially. Yeah, pretty much. No. Yeah, is that, Karl, is that? Yeah, well, Karl Marx. Karl Marx. I this, was... this idea of the the bourgeoisie, the proletariat. We were talking about Napoleon earlier. That's the Fr the French Revolution is the most significant political event in the last. It's there still the single defining political event that's defined politics. Everything politically post French Revolution. Is as a result of it. Yeah. Liberty, fraternity, snails. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Something else French. Liberty, yeah. fraternity, and equality. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, those were the three hallmarks of the French Revolution. And I think. Um, Weren't they just killing rich people? Well, it was, it was. It was. It was the. It was. They were sick of the oppressive monarchy, where you're just born into. Wealth, poverty, and born into wealth, wealth and yeah. it was the it was mm. the rising up of the masses against the all these all these wealthy monarchs and the guillotine killing effectively them. killing them all and put, that put was them out, really, so the whole revolution too. was about getting um, equality, getting rid of monarchy, and that was actually mm. one of the biggest another side effect of that event because of we were mentioning the Catholics, it yeah. seriously wounded the Catholic beast. The oh, French okay. Revolution as well, because um, it diminished because they diminished the power of the political um, regimes, the monarchs, because the Catholic Church is primarily massive and powerful because of its ties with, a, you know, what was bigger than the Roman Empire? <laughs> Nothing. Well, so yeah. that's where the Catholic Church comes from, and it was tied all the way through in the highest political regimes in Europe, and even still to this day, as we were just talking. Mm. But the French Revolution wounded it significantly because it took down France, and France, outside of Italy, was the capital of Catholicism. Yeah. No, it's true. No, no, and no. The first two Christian churches were built in, one was in Britain, and the next one was in, in France, right? Yeah. What, I think what's, so. Is it, what's Notre Dame? Is Notre Dame a, a church, or it's like a, Where, just a university in, in, yeah. in France? It, oh, it's in, in France. France. Yeah. yeah, it's a front. It's, France. it's, it's a university over here, but it's Catholic, it's, but it, it's in, Notre Dame is in France. France. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm. okay, so there was, a, there was a base in France first, and then it moved over to like other places. Because it's, I think it's just in name over here. Oh, okay, yeah. But Notre Dame, I think it's either a, I think it's a cathedral or a university in oh, France. Okay, yeah, that's so. Because I think, 
Um, was it? I'm pretty sure like burned down or something like that. Mm. In yeah, they did. Yeah. They raised like 200 million dollars overnight yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to rebuild it. Yeah, yeah. So it, that's yeah. proper change. For <laughs> 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 those Catholics, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. In terms of like Karl Marx and all that, that mindset, it's pretty incredible. I don't know if you guys ever did much of Jordan Peterson stuff on um, Genesis. Yeah, what's the one? Did you see his one on Cain and Abel? Yeah, beautiful. That one is amazing, isn't it? Amazing, yeah. And that's literally that mindset, like right there, of like the bourgeoisie, of like you know the communist mindset, right Mm. there in Cain, where in the presence of the ideal, it was just predicated on jealousy. Mm. That he killed his brother. It's like, whoa. You know the story of Cain and Abel? Yeah, I know the story, but I didn't re- listen to Jordan, Jordan Peterson speak about it. It's amazing. You'd love it. You'd be all over it. Interesting. Well, I might give it a watch. Well, well, basically, right, was Cain was doing sacrifices to God, which God didn't deem worthy. Yeah. All right? But um, was it Abel who was doing sacrifices that God did deem worthy? And yeah. Abel's life was, doing, was going pretty yeah. well. He was favored, not, not favored by God, but God. What's the word I'm using here? Like, um, God accepted his sacrifice. Yeah. Is the, is the yeah. word term. And Cain so killed Abel, right? He just grew really, really jealous and didn't understand why. So instead of bettering himself to be like Abel and learning from him, he killed him instead, right? Mm. Which oh, kill, kills okay. your own ideal, which is looking at Christ as he's the ideal, and then we kill him, we lose the ideal, right? Yeah. Is there a, a certain version of looking at that? Yeah, that's actually quite a, a poignant link. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Is like, you know, is. Um, what we're meant to be doing is trying to put to death the, the old man or like, you know, service to sin and instead serve Christ. Mm. And it's like when you, when you disregard that service to Christ, it's like you are effectively a part of that mob that put him to death yeah. in a spiritual sense. Well, that's yeah. true. If you're looking at the, the, the Jewish elite at the time where Jesus was not speaking against anyone individually, but he was saying that he was not in favor of the big religions, essentially, mm. of, of the day because there were oppressive and they were built on creeds and doctrines and not really based on even upon the word of God that was given to Moses and that sort of thing. Well, what, uh, what were the religions of the day? That, well, Jew, Jewish. It was oh. pharisaical and you're actually 100% right. So the, it was the law of Moses was the, was the law at the time. But the, uh, across time, what it had become was effectively, we were talking about it before, like this almost this people had figured out a way to be seen to be holy without actually being holy. They were hip- hypocrites, basically, the Pharisees, yeah. Yeah, as a large group. They knew their Bible well, but they um, they would like do really long prayers in public where they'd like lean forward to quite, a, quite an impressive feat of strength. Yeah. And their prayer would be to get people to notice how holy they're being. Yeah. There was like, there was one law on the Sabbath where you're not allowed to walk a certain distance away from Jerusalem, one intricate war. So what, they would, what the Pharisees would do is they'd grab a stone from Jerusalem, a rock, mm-hmm. And they would, they would take it with them, and once they reached, and they'd put it down. They'd walk. They'd take some stones with them, and they'd just put that stone down. Mm. Once they had reached, gotten too far from Jerusalem, and that stone was now Jerusalem. So that oh, way, they could wow. keep walking even further. Oh wow! <laughs> so they could effectively double the distance they were able to walk on the Sabbath day by doing stuff like that. So it was. It had become so focused on the little details of the law to try and and it had and it had lost what it was, and that was serving God, God yeah. not sin. And instead, it, they'd serve, they were serving themselves. It was human pride, mm. um, effectively, in service to sin. And so Christ came along and flipped it on its head and saw right through it. Um, and and um, now that's what we have. Luck, luckily for us is we don't have service under the law, which is what Paul writes about in Romans 6 and Romans 7. Mm. Romans 6 is the, like, the, oh, wretched man that I am. 
that's about that that was talking about the limitations of the law mm. or versus Romans 8 which is talking about or Romans 7 sorry and then Romans 8 which is talking about how great it is that you you have the law in Christ because whatever failures you may you may you, you may make that's made up for by Christ because he died for you so um, yeah that's no, pretty powerful stuff very very powerful stuff mm. it is man yeah it's it's so tied into our culture and everything that's going on now I think there's a lot of biblical prophecies that are coming out like the book of Revelation yep uh, what are your thoughts on, on that sort of the new heaven and the uh, new earth I and did not even know that the book of the book of Revelation is amazing um, I'm not a former scholar I know that there are some really good Christadelphian brothers who are like so knowledgeable in Revelation mm. um, Revelation from what I can see is then so you've got different parts to it so you have the first, you have the, the letters to, the first three chapters, I think, they're the letters to the different, the different ecclesias, seven different ecclesias. Mm. And then after that, it's, was it seven? I'm not sure if it was seven, but it was the ecclesias in the area. Yeah. And then after that, you have, um, the t- all of a sudden it's talking about a beast and a dragon. And you've got a dragon in the, the water, and then you have a beast on the land. And what this is, is it becomes pretty clear that it's Rome. And then from there you have um, the birth of the false prophet coming out of this system, which I believe to be the Pope. Um, oh. and a lot of people believe to be the Pope. Mm. Um, but Revelation, in terms of um, uh, it's it's political cartoons. Yeah, you need to. It's such symbolic language. It is political. It to, and I don't mean that in a to disrespect the text. I mean that in the sense of if you've ever seen political cartoons that yeah. like that reveal like the real thing that's going on in such a quick way that's what a revelation is it's revealing thousands of years of human history but specifically in regards to um, it reveals um, things to be prepared for in the end times so the destruction of the Catholic system when Christ returns but also the where it comes from at the start so there's some really good um, lectures and stuff on the topic um, if you are interested in having a look into it, it's I don't you, you, you what what are your interpretations that you've seen for Revelation? Book of Revelation, I've only really just um, I haven't really looked into it deeply. I've, I've read it and sort of like put together my own ideas, but it's pretty twisted by my conditioning and my own yeah. prejudices. But um, I'm looking at the mark of the beast, where it's like you cannot buy, you cannot sell without the mark. Mm. Is that you also cannot travel or buy? Or, I think it's buy or sell or travel without the mm. mark, essentially. Yeah. I'm like, what could that possibly be? Taken, taken literally, is that like something we need to have? Like, maybe it's like the um, the chip that they want to give people. There's yeah. a chip now that they've made that they put in you, and it can tell whether if there's a virus in your in your body or not, and it will notify it can notify the authorities if you have a virus in your body, you know, whether it's flu or coronavirus or whatever it may be, and that will also act as your travel travel link. I've so not you, heard of this. Haven't you heard of it? No. I mean, I, I saw like something in regards to like the Pentagon saying that the the um, there was a they have the technology to put chips in people. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, well, I mean, the Neuralink's pretty. It could be the Neuralink. It said the mark on the forehead, which the Neuralink yeah. is on your head here, and that it connects AI to your to your brain, so you can surf the net it, with, mentally, right? You just but also, you, once it's connected to your brain, it's on the internet, then 
Well, who to say that you're, you're not thoughts? Right? That's thought police. That's that's um, well, that, that could be that could be Mark of the Beast. But that could be Mark, mark of the Beast. No, it's a mark on the head. You cannot buy. You I cannot sell without it. Necessarily referring to that, I'd have to. You have to read the context of the chapter. Yeah, yeah of course. It may, it may it possibly not be, but that's what I was thinking. Like think in a literal context, yeah, like, yeah I mean, is, it could be. Because if it's a beast system, papal Rome, money Rome, based yeah. on based on the on the economic system that is built by Rome, right, which is the papal system. Yeah, that could very well be the mark of the beast, saying you cannot buy, you cannot sell, you cannot travel, you cannot do anything without this chip inside your brain. So we know if you're safe or not, if you have viruses or if you're whatever it may be, it's complete control by a beast system, right? Yeah, fair. Hmm. Pretty out there, but understand. how far away are we really from that happening? It's pretty it's, much around it's, the corner. It's like 10 years, now, 10 yeah. years yeah. max. Yeah. It, could be, it could be in two, three years. Like you, I'm always fascinated by where technology is going to go next because even now, we're, 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 the thing is, at any given time in history, you're at the cutting edge of technology. Mm. Yeah, that's just the, that's just the way time works. Everybody has always forever been at the cutter, cutting edge, edge of technology, of technology yeah. mm. and we just acclimatize and adjust to it. Um, when technology is evolving, the, te- the way technology evolves is just not, it's not linear. It's like exponential. Yeah, it's so crazy. It, yeah, it gets faster and it gets it just gets more and more powerful. I I, I don't know. I'm kind of fifty fifty on like the AI and the brain thing because I think like the, just progr- the way we will progress is naturally we'll end up merging with computers. I don't oh, think it's a good, good idea. idea. Yeah, it's, it's 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 weird because like basically that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing because like. Like yes, it could it could be totally, it could go totally south. However, like what what's what's our next step? You know what I mean? Like if we because all all everything that we do effectively is to extend our lives, right? So it's mm-hmm. to it's to increase our lifespan. So the best way for some people to is going to be to like to get a bionic limb, to get a bionic heart, bionic oh, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? There's, there's like those little little things where like it could it could revolutionize medical technology for the better. Well, that, that's the, yeah. the game plan of, of it. Yeah. But, but however, it could also be very it could also go very south where they could put a chip in you. And you it just depends. It's in control of the technology. Yeah. You know? Did you guys see the Edward Snowden interviews on um, Joe Rogan podcast? No. no, no, no. You guys, this is all over you. This is your stuff. Mm. The um, the Edward Snowden thing would like literally, I think, answer half your questions right in there in terms of because he um you, you know you're familiar with him the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 because yeah. he he worked like for like cia nsa and all of that and what he realized is they they were spying global mass surveillance on their population yeah. which with without warrants which was illegal under yeah. u.s law isn't that the reason he got well, extradited or and they well he exposed yeah. the, that the government was spying on their people post 9-11 on programs that were apparently just to target terrorists, yeah. but now we're using it because it was mm-hmm. beneficial to them, obviously in terms of power to gauge where, what people were doing. Yeah. Um, now that doesn't mean that the government's at all times just like really interested in you. Like people always uh, see it on people's stories all the time, like with the whole vaccine thing, and it makes me laugh. Some of the arguments, <laughs> some of the dumbest arguments, people say it's like, bro, the government's not that interested in your life. They're not spying on you. Like this and that, it's like, no, no, they don't really care about me at, my, at the individual yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is they're spying on everybody really? at the same time and they have everybody's data. And mm. the government are the public servants meaning we should know about them, and we're the private citizens, meaning they should have to knock on my door to find out about me. Yeah. Right? Um, but they don't. Very true. I'm not actually. Um, it's a good way to word it, yeah. And it's not mine. That's Edward Snowden's. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
but the um, there's a guy called Rob Braxman Tech. Yeah. And he's right on. Actually, I'll, on this topic, mm. um, I went I went on a journey this year. I went. I've been. I've had a few existential crises, um, and this is my phone. Right, it's a uh, Oppo R17, not the pro version because I was poor, but um, but this year this thing went in the bin, so to speak, yeah. and I got a Sony Xperia XA2, and which is an old 2018 mid ranger, yeah. And on this phone, um, I installed an operating system, I um, rooted the phone, and and removed Android from it because yeah. Android is tied into Google. Mm. Um, and of course, iPhone's no good because, so Google and iPhone are no good because all your data is saved and linked either to Google or to Facebook or Apple, yeah. iCloud. So or yeah. if you're using any of those notifications, even a Google notification server, yeah. your data isn't private. It's not secure. So what I did is I installed a program, a um, operating system called Sailfish, which is a ground up built um, Sailfish, eh? yeah. Sailfish OS, which is a ground from the ground built up OS based uh, Linux. It is literally Linux on a phone, yeah, built damn. by a company in Europe, and it is used um, in terms of it's usually only used in corporate applications now, yeah, yep. and it's used by the Russian government agencies because it doesn't. That way, the US can't keep an eye on it using Google. It. Okay, so I had that on my phone for months, and it was the best experience I've had this year in terms of. Phone usage. Yeah, I've never, I'd never had any personalized ads because I didn't use any face, no social media on it at so all. Do you have Facebook, or Instagram, or anything like that? Uh, I have Instagram now. I've got come back on it just with PT and all of that happening yep. again. Um, and just because it is, it, there are some detriments to it as well. Like yeah. there is, con there, there's a convenient aspect to that phone, and that is my, my current phone. Yeah. Like yeah. It, these, these are wildly convenient devices. That's yeah, yeah, why yeah. everybody has them. Your maps, like everything is just so convenient and so easy on them mm. that people just use their phones. Um, and so I pretty much opted out of that for about six months. Yeah, I remember this, yeah. With, um, or maybe be less like four months. And I used privacy browsers and all of that and I never had targeted ads. Mm. I never, um, Facebook, Google, they had no idea what I was doing. Um, and that's not because I'm up to any nefarious activity, it's just because why do I need, why don't, why don't I get the option as someone mm. who's paying a thousand, two thousand dollars for a phone, why don't I get the option to decide if all of my data is tracked or not at all times? You don't. Yeah, we don't. And yeah. I, uh, and just from a consumer perspective, that's an awful trade-off. Mm. Um, just for the sake of convenience. Yeah, fair. And very, um, very understandable. here's one in interesting thing for you guys. Mm. Rob Braxman Tech. Tech. If you haven't checked him out on YouTube, have a look. Um, because the governments always use a scapegoat to justify all their uh, taking away our rights in terms of privacy. Yeah. Typical power play. Always, yeah. here's their power play. Scapegoat, right? Terrorism. Uh, We're yeah. using it to counter terrorism, terrorism yeah. every oh, time. But and now, now it's countering COVID. Yeah, yeah right. now it's COVID and then still terrorism and COVID and all of that. But do you know why that's important? Well, in Google, built into the Google search engine, they had an anti-terror de-radicalization back at the height of ISIS in 2015. Mm. They had a de-radicalization process in there. And that was, if you typed into Google, most people use Google as a search engine, they mm. would manipulate your results. So if you said, how to join ISIS, type that into Google. It would manipulate your search result to try and de-radicalize you, to try and sway you away from that. So uh, but it would be okay. so obvious that you'd be like, hang on, why is it saying, don't join ISIS? 
instead yeah, of like, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? It would like mm. gently sort of try and de-radicalize you, it would try and make it harder to find that stuff and mm. push to the top of the search stuff to help de-radicalize. They've now put this into social media like Facebook and Instagram mm. in more recent updates, not for terrorists, for people like us, people who aren't simply like classic liberal. Conspiracy theorists, yeah. Conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah. The undesirables, the deplorables, the deplorables to use Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, like but um, if, you, if you put in, what, so there's key buzzwords, there's buzzwords like anti-vax, like all, all that type of stuff. What they do is they use those same algorithms to effectively, they'd consider you a radicalized person, you're ra me a radicalized person, you're a radicalized person. So they're actually manipulating your search results on those platforms like like Google, like Facebook, to um, if you are trying to find content that they've deemed as problematic or radical, to try and gently nudge you back. This is the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. book burning. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. This Great. Is, this is the problem we're having when we're looking at looking for stats around um, COVID and stuff. Like you go through Google, um, just type in something, and then you go to a, like well, a private web browser, and they give you totally different results. Well, Google, we couldn't find anything mm. from the TGA or the CDC. On the first few pages of Google, we really? went we went to DuckDuckGo and first page was TGA CDC. It yeah, DuckDuckGo is an amazing browser. And I was like, yeah, why yeah, is Google? Yeah, yeah. Why would Google be censoring the CDC and the TGA? These are two pretty damn official like organizations, right? What were they? What were they? Do you remember what they were putting? We're, stuff we're, 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 like we're trying to find stuff? just statistics on like statistics yeah. on um, COVID COVID deaths yeah. and co um, people who have died from the vaccine. Yeah. All we wanted to know was just, just the stats, just, nothing yeah, else, yeah, nothing just, else, just raw the stats. data. I mean, we couldn't find any stats on who died from the current from the COVID vaccine. It took us fucking ages to find that this, shit. Sort of oh. like, you could tell it was intentionally being like hidden, hidden yeah. in, in in a very in a, in a way which we in which we couldn't prove. You know what I mean? It's just where the fuck is it? Like all these stats are there. Like you've got hospitalizations, you've got um, all the all the other things, but it's had deaths. It just wouldn't tell you. How many what, had died? Would it just it say no deaths or not data not sufficient or like? Or it's, it wasn't the option wasn't there. The option just wasn't, wasn't there. there. We had to go to like third party. Um, so what? Nobody died from the vaccine. Is that what the? Is that what happened? Well, that option was wasn't in the information. Yeah. It just so was not we, we had to go to like so the, the third party. So the vaccine hasn't killed anyone. No, it definitely has. <laughs> is that what? Is that what's happening? Yeah. But we, we eventually found like some some um, proper articles from legitimate medical journals that was that were quoting the CDC, saying yeah. this is how many people died. And we found a few websites that were fairly legitimate that said the same things. But on the CDC website, it wouldn't show that exact number at all. Or the stats. So we had to so use the articles the to find the, the stats from the CDC. And they referenced it on like other so, links. So I mean, look, you just have to use your common sense at that point. Is it a more likely. Well, let's have a look at it from two perspectives. Like you've got anti-vax. I mean, I, I, I don't even necessarily think anybody. Well, well I think there definitely are people who are anti-vax. I'm not mm. an anti-vaccine person, but I'm not like that. Doesn't mean I'm just happy to have whatever vial and just have that oh, yeah, jab into my body. It's almost yeah. like saying you're anti-medication. Like no, some medications I like, some I don't. Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah, make yeah, a decision. Right? Like, so yeah. the vaccine has been sold to us, not. It's not. It's like it's like informed consent. Like when yeah. you get an elective surgery, you have to be told like all the pros and cons of it before you sign the paper to get your surgery, right? Yeah. Mm. With the vaccine, it like the way it's being pushed is weird. They're doing the They're doing sales tactics. I work in sales primarily. Yeah, yeah. They're doing like it's, but there's not very much of this one, and oh, it's only in this mm. area for this age demographic. Dude, there's a and sales. Then, there's a sales manual for it. They yeah. Get to doctors. Yeah. Of course. And they give them like. 
tell you, like someone who's educated, someone who's not educated, someone who's this, what, what to say then? It's like, never push it. It's, it's like, be. there's like a fucking sales manual. Of course there's, there's going to be, though. Yeah, there's ads on oh, YouTube, yeah, bro. There's ads, literally ads on YouTube for the vaccine. And, and then, then on your Instagram people, stories, yeah. do you get it? Where it's just like, yeah. the whole va- the vaccine stuff, as though somehow, and this is, this so is roll up your really, sleeves. really hate social media. Yeah. And because I know everybody just wants to feel like they're being a good person and doing the right thing. A good boy, a yeah. good girl. But... But the problem is, with, with social media, <laughs> it's so funny, man. When I see it, I feel bad for people. But uh, <laughs> you see it, it's like, you know, people put the sticker up. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. you know, getting like the whole, like, the tick of approval, like the blue check wank, the blue check wank. It's, like like it's like a golden yeah. star at school. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. It's, like, it's like a weird, like, social conditioning type thing where it's like, look at me doing the right thing, how good I am yeah, as a person. It's yeah. like, mm. nah, it's like you don't get to be a good person just because you chose to get a needle stuck stuck in you. And I know there's a lot of bodybuilders out there who are gonna be very upset by that. That's a different <laughs> but it, it's this tough it's tough being labeled a certain thing. People are gonna be are you an anti vaxxer I'm like, no, I've had all my vaccines. Yeah. I, I believe in the medicine I believe in medicine of vaccines and how it works. So this is based off of homeopathy from ages away. But yeah. I'm just saying that this is a is still not even approved. It's not it's only provisionally approved. And it's just, yeah. there's too much misinformation and too much smoke and mirrors right yeah. now for me, to, for me to even contemplate putting that vaccine in me. Yeah. Because they want, they want two vaccines and then a booster. So it's actually three vaccines you need for it to be effective in the space of 12 months, right? 100%. Three vaccines for one virus? That's already mutated to a Delta variant, which this, this um, vaccine doesn't even cover the Delta variant. Uh, and then there's going to be the so Omega then, variant. Then I, need, then I need a fourth or a fifth vaccine. I'm like, mother, I don't want That's any vaccine. Issue. It doesn't seem to like catch up. I'll take up. the virus, thank you. Yeah, but like, and, and you know like, what I mean? here's, here's the thing. Statistically, like, it's it's not like, of course, it you know, you might just be really unlucky and be the person that like, you know, who's young and healthy and still dies from. It. Statistically, mm. it's not very likely. But not even from that perspective. There, looking solely from at the vaccine from like that, from a government perspective. Right, what is one massive thing that I want to start back up in my country as soon as possible, if I'm the government? Well, I want the economy back to normal. I want that money, and I want international travel back. Yeah. And so, what? Unless, unless you want communism, and you want to destroy the economy. Uh, yeah. 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 True. Yeah. Who knows, yeah. right? You know. But depends. that could be. It could be a Chinese takeover. Yeah. But then again, that's why. That's why they're getting people so reliant on central. But the way of seeing the vaccine yeah. from the government perspective, it's like they. It's been sold to us as this is the solution. It is, and anything that says it's not the solution, or any, even just like a general question, even questioning it as a, um, it's like to question the COVID vaccine is to question all vaccines. Yeah. They don't even call it the COVID vaccine. It's called the vaccine. vaccine. So that way they can change the terminology from, and 100%, this was planned in terms of like the, how they use terminology. When yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Like yeah. I, I've worked, I work for like, you know, a, a, a gym franchise. Like we go, we go through like training like this. It's yeah. like, <laughs> of, like every, every type day of language sales. to use. Yeah. It's yeah. so, so cynical, but it's like, don't say COVID vaccine like you know try and make it vaccine i got my vaccine because all of a sudden you're not t- turning it into a can i trust the COVID vaccine it's like you're turning it into pro versus anti-vax yeah <laughs> and then so you, you're able to discredit any questioning of the vaccine as ryan you're just some mad racist um anti-vaxxer yeah this is the thing i've gone to a point where like if i've had a lot of people suggested to me or have a discussion about it. i was like look yeah that's cool i'm just like i'm, I'm fine i'll wait three or four years and then i get it but think, my, my concern is this, this is just me personally, even though it may not be 
the most popular opinion is that let's say if one in 10 million get a problem, like you know, people that get in the shakes or yeah. getting these weird neurological symptoms where they're shaking or they have issues walking, which is pretty much incurable, people don't even know what it is. You, you got something like that, you got it for life. If you get um, the COVID virus, right? I know people who've got the COVID virus who have lost their sense of taste and smell, who have had terrible cold and flu symptoms from, from the virus, but they've recovered. They've fully recovered and they're not a problem. And some people who've, who've got the vaccine have still got the virus anyway. But they say it wasn't as bad as if I didn't have the, if I didn't have the, um, the shot. I'm like, well, how do you really know that? You don't. You're just going off of what, what you've heard. Yeah. But if you've got vaccinated and still got the freaking thing, but then it, just, it, makes, it makes it irrelevant, right? If you, can get yeah. the, if you can get the shot, have all these freaking symptoms and then still get the virus anyway. But I don't want to get the shot and get some neurological disorder or some kind of side effect that I can't get rid of and I'm with my whole life. You know, you know um, you already have a disorder though. I do have a disorder. I've got, many, <laughs> I've got plenty of disorders, but um, if I get the virus and it kills me, I'd rather die than be stuck with a neurological disorder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I, honestly, I don't want to be stuck shaking in a chair for the rest of my life. I'd rather be dead, to and, be honest. And that's the other thing you guys mentioned. There's another very vulnerable group in our society, and I'm not talking about you, Ryan. I'm talking. <laughs> 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 yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> um, it's, it's pregnant women. You're not yeah. allowed to do clinical trials on pregnant women. Why? Because of infertility. Yeah. They, and, and the fact that they can't test the vaccine. But hasn't on, that been approved for people, for people who are pregnant now? No, there hasn't. Has it, has it, I, no, I don't hasn't. know if it hasn't, but it's, I know in the initial clinical testing. You can, it get, can't. The, you can get the vaccine if you're pregnant. You can, yeah. But yeah, you, you can, can, but get it if you're of, pregnant. So yeah. That's illegal then. Yeah. It's only originally approved. The amount, of, the amount of women or so. the amount of reports of miscarriages, women right? going, having miscarriages and losing their babies at the well, moment. Multiple periods or no periods at all. But it's not because of the vaccine, it's because of just other complications. That's what the talk, that's what we're told. Yeah. Others, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, but that, that, that here's the thing. You got to prove it in court yeah, that it was. That's right? not even some crazy kooky anti-vax thing. That just seems like common sense as something that could potentially happen when you're testing. Like mm. vaccines aren't just whipped up in your backyard. They're made like like we're talking taking months and months of the top scientists, the top clinical like you know medical mm. field working on these things, and like. But the fact is, despite that. Why are some vaccines considered like the good one and then some are considered not as good and whatever and not all of them are approved straight away in Australia and it's like, you know, it is so fast, it's so new. I think a moderate sort of approach to it is the only sensible one. Yeah, like if, yeah. yeah, very true. If I, if, if, now, if I was 50 years old and obese right now and with this variant going around right now, I'd probably line up and get the vaccine. I'd take that risk. Raise it, because I think at that point there, if COVID I did get COVID, I could I'd have a much higher chance of having a fatal run of COVID. Yeah. So I would probably honestly take the risk because, you know, most people like, you know, I've, I've known like, I've got loads of people I know have got had the vaccine now and most of them seem absolutely fine. Pain, yeah. um, and so, you know, it would, it, and, I, and I'd guess, nearly everyone who takes it will be fine. But, and there's the but, yeah. <laughs> the fact that we're not, they're not being open about the information as you guys discovered about, mm. you know, complications, death, um, miscarriages, all of that stuff. The fact that that stuff is like shoveled away to the side because mm. it hurts the marketing component. And I mean, look, that's just basic sales. 
Yeah. It you know, is. It's, yeah. it's like you don't point out the negative things. You only focus well, on, on the positive. Because yeah. um, you don't want to get people... You don't worry about the T's and C's. You just focus on, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. all the all the buzzwords. And That's true. Well, I met... I, when I worked at the gym, I worked at the gym called SpeedFit. I used to do like my own little snitch questions. I had to ask people. And there was this lady that came in for a um, autoimmune disorder, which means her... I don't know what it was called, but her muscles actually eat herself, eat themselves and break down. Yeah. Her muscles just break down into nothing. It was an auto, terrible autoimmune disorder. Uh, I know what you're talking about. And I was like... Is that chronic ma- rhabdo Myopathy or something? Or something? That, I think rhabdo, rhabdo is when you do it through training. There's an yeah. autoimmune disease that they happens. They just eat your muscles. So your muscles just, just start degrading into yeah. nothing. So you just yeah. have nothing left. Yeah. And so eventually I was like, through time you end up with high, not having yeah. no control of your bowel system. Or anything. Is it called a Soylent subscription? No, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it was an autoimmune disease. I was like, what happened? What happened to this? How did you get this disorder? And she was like, well, I was part of a group that um, took a, a medication, which was called a statin drug. Yeah. Oh. Heard about these? Which my dad took these as well. But I'll get to that. She took the statin drug and she started developing all these autoimmune, dis- auto- autoimmune symptoms like hives or yeah. boils or weakness and fatigue. And she went to the doctor, what's going on? The doctor was like, oh, it's okay, it's just a side effect. And it's blah, 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 you know? But she signed these forms. And then she started to develop her muscles were just fatiguing quickly. Yeah. And then they were just eating away and getting less and less. To, oh, sorry, you've actually been diagnosed with this autoimmune disease. And she was part of a whole big fucking group of people that got stuck with this, with this problem, which is it's for life. It's not just like you can recover from this. It's your, your life is fucked now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no one will ever believe you. No, well, because <laughs> yeah. But she signed a form to take the drug, which meant that there was, there was no liability oh, yeah. on their behalf. So she was stuck out on the run. And there's a whole massive group of them. But my dad was told to take these drugs, which was a statin as well when he had a heart attack. He's like, I don't want to take any drugs. And the guy's like, what are the side effects? The guy's like, well, you might develop man boobs and it'd be, it'd be hard. You might, you might have shallow breathing. And my dad's like, I'm not taking this fucking, this problem. Why would I, I've had a triple bypass. My arteries are clear now. Why do I need this drug? Or keep the blood pressure down. He's like, can I do it with my diet? And the, this guy wouldn't answer any questions. He's like, no, you need to take this drug. So my dad took the statin drug. A few weeks later, he had a seizure. Ep- like an epileptic seizure, yeah. and he he got off the drugs immediately. But he thinks that the statin drug caused the epilepsy because he have a, he felt off. He would have the statin drug and he would feel like what the fuck, like yeah. something's off. He just feel way off. And I told my dad about the story about the lady at my gym and the whole group of people that, that got them. And this is just a, a pill you take for, you know, digest to your liver and all your bloodstream. But they're ruined for life. And What's I, for I, blood pressure, sorry? The medication? The med- the statin pressure. helps with blood pressure. But there's yeah. a few things that it helps with. Okay. There's, there's, one, there's heaps of types of statins, but this one What's statin, a statin it's, a, it's a type of medication. Oh, okay. Good. Um, there, sorry. There was a medication that um, um, I think uh, my partner was taking. at the, uh, when she, she got prescribed this meditation when she, medication medication. When she was... <laughs> they should have prescribed meditation. meditation. <laughs> <laughs> would have been better. Medication when she was 17. Yeah. Don't tell you what the side effects are, long-term effects are, anything at all, anything like that. So the mom ended up taking this, the same the same medication, mm. and she was having withdrawal symptoms so much so that she would get on it. She'd get into the car and mm. she'd start try and start driving. She'd she'd start driving, and all of a sudden she's dizzy. She's getting shakes um, and all this shit. She's pre- and effectively she had to stop driving. So they took it, yeah, took it to the hospital. Couldn't figure out what's going on. Zip, nothing, nothing at all. Stops taking the medication. Starts getting better. And those reports of like other people getting mm. the exact same um, side effects. Heaps, man. They do not even tell you what the side effects are. They don't but give they don't you an option. You. They make you sign a form, yeah. you're part of a control group, you have, they have no liability, and they don't give a fuck. They're making billions of dollars. And yeah. then you're stuck with a condition that hopefully, a lot of the time, it, it's for life. Like my, yeah. dad, my dad still has epilepsy to this day. Yeah. And that lady's probably just 
gone. Yeah. And your dad hadn't had a history of epilepsy prior to no, that? No, in the family, nothing. It just yeah. literally right on the so medication. Mean, you know, that, and that's like weeks apart from like the, it seems like the, the most plausible outlier. Yeah. And it's, you can't, like, yeah. It, it's, it's hard to say that it could be anything else. But when, when it has a history of this, and this is the, the mm, same companies that are making the vaccines, but yeah, let alone putting a vaccine into your body that's going directly into your bloodstream, passing the blood-brain barrier, going into the fucking nucleus of your cell. So it's passing all your body's defense systems. Like it's been designed to bypass these defense systems. These defense systems are there for a fucking reason. Yeah. To keep shit like that out of your fucking brain. You know what I mean? Mm. Even though it's developed to, you know, it's an mRNA vaccine, but still, I, I just, I'm very cynical, to be honest with you. I, I would rather trust my immune system to, to, to pass this through. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rather than be risk. social and not get it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah uh, I know what you mean. It, it would really just depend, like, um, you know, maybe in a year's time when I can see, you know, which vaccines are this and that. But, you know, I've had all my vaccines up until now. But, um, yeah, just this vaccine in particular, just it's something off about. You want to see the long-term yeah, effects. Because yeah. the order yeah, yeah, could pop up like six months, 12 months down the track. Yeah. Because here's, here's the thing, though. Yeah, so standard, don't know. standard vaccine vaccine trials are, up to, are seven to 10 years. Seven to 10 years for them to say that um, the chronic implications are, are worth it, I guess. The cost, mm. cost-benefit analysis, I guess. But this one has been rolled out in what, a year and a half to six months? Mm. I think it was a year, something like that. And if it's a seven-stage process, you're telling me they went through a seven-stage process to um, determine the chronic implica- implications that usually happens within 10 years mm. in, the span of six, in the span of a year? That's the thing, there's no way to test for long-term side effects in yeah. a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, uh, that's you, a good point. Yeah. Like, how, are you gonna, how are you gonna test for that in a year? So pretty much everyone, pretty much everyone is a test subject at the moment. Yeah, well, if history, history, anything, anything to go by, by history and where we've come from, the Dark Ages and the Jesuits and the, the Pope and all this sort of stuff. Like we're not in a utopian society here where these people want the best for us. They want control. They want power. Like every, like all the other big institutions. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, and everything that's old is pretty fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. Considering how many wars have What's been going on in the previous years? Whenever, whenever stuff like this has been put into place in history, it's been in Soviet Russia, you know, Nazi, Nazi Germany. Germany yeah. It hasn't been anything good that comes comes out of this shit. Oh, to be well, to be very careful <laughs> with my term here. <laughs> I need to be very careful because <laughs> I'm about to say I was about to say, hang on, there was some good stuff that came out of Nazi Volkswagen. Germany. Uh, Volkswagen. Volkswagen. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Volkswagen. No, in terms of medical, because obviously the, the Nazis, because they did such horrible, heinous things to people mm. and like testing on people in like harrowing ways. And this is the whole, you know, the, you know, the stuff that you do in high school where you, it's the, the ethics in science, yeah. science versus ethics. And obviously yeah. there was no ethics in the Nazi Germany approach, but the science they got out of it is like stuff that they can use nowadays in like, you know, immunology and just understanding the human body and medical science was advanced through the uh, the heinous um, cruelty of the the Nazi oh, the testing. German, yeah, yeah. And it's you know that's it's a really it's a sad part of human history that just keeps repeating itself, and it does repeat itself. Mm. Like we are on this endless loop of. And that's why I said nothing new under the sun. Yeah, yeah. and that is. Everybody still has the same, like you, you go back to ancient Mesopotamia where we're writing in cuneiform. We have the same wants and desires that we have now. Mm. Better lifestyle, you know, better whatever. It's all about, you know, something 
better, yeah. something more comfortable, something, and you, it's this constant, mm. um, you know, service to self, pride, and all of that that effectively defines the decisions that we make, and we inevitably, because we can't ever overcome our own nature to that full extent, that's why Christ is so incredible, yeah. because we all have that same nature and we can't fully overcome it. We always do the same thing. It's just now we can do it with nuclear weapons. <laughs> so it's like, well, and I mean, and, but we've reached nuclear armistice. Yeah. Where there is mutually assured destruction. That was an actual term. Yeah. yeah. I, that I just during the Cold War. Yeah. Well, what's that term, sir? Mutually assured destruction. That is, the, during the arms race in the 50s and 60s, mm. where like there was, so the US thought that the Russians had way more nukes than the Russians actually had. So they were ramping up production of nuclear warheads. Mm. And then the Russians realized, because they didn't really have that as many, they realized that once they had their spies figure out how much the, nu- the US had, they realized they needed to build more. So they, both of them were just yeah. ramming up so many nukes, and a lot of them are just like decommissioned, just sitting in the ground now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, the, I'm going to choose to believe in humanity here and say, like, that we'll never, those nukes are never going to be launched. Like, because if 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 one person launches one nuke, that's it, GG, good game. Like then and the, it's checkmate, right? Yeah, it's checkmate. The tire, tire yeah. I, I think appealing to our humanity is what. I think that's it's both the it's it's the problem and the the fact is that humanity can't save itself. I don't think we can. I don't think society has will ever get to the point where we're post war. We just get better at hiding our dirty little secrets. Maybe certain groups can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. think but as a whole it's gonna be a very tough As a job. whole, yeah, I don't it's, think it's it's gonna be a tough job. However, it, it, it was made a lot better with the internet. It is, yeah. Well we need that. The a, internet a, gave gave us Social media. Yes, it did give us social media, which has made things even worse in terms of how. <laughs> However, if, but the potential for greatness is there. Yeah, the potential for greatness is there. But if we didn't have the capability to share a whole bunch of information very quickly, human human nature. So the potential for correct for greatness is always there. But the problem is, what is the number one thing that will always stop us from ever getting there? Trump. 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 <laughs> yeah. yes. Someone else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's right there in the like story. Trump. It's in there yeah. in the story of Cain and Abel. Yeah, jealousy. Yeah, it's 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 at the end of the day, we care about ourselves more than others around us. Now, that's not to say we don't care about others, but at the end of the day, Ryan, like if I if like if 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 you could feed more people just by, for example, just um, how do I say this without being let's say you have six meals a day, you give four meals away yeah. and only eat two, and you only eat two, so you lose your your physique. Um, but you feed homeless people. But physique is not my identity. But, but I'm feeding homeless people. Yeah. It's like, you know. Oh, I'll, I'll take that. Do you know what? The reality is, I'll, I'll take that. Most of us are in a yeah, financial position. But do you? Where we. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was, like, yeah. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> if, if was, I'll uh, start <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Most of us have something we can give. Whether or not it's like economic or whatever, we have some kind of energy that we could supply. In service to another person, without the without a reward in return, yeah, without a, what's true yeah, a bad investment in terms of your own personal gain. But mm. every single facet of our of our wonderful society that we live in is predicated around one thing: personal gain. Every facet. That's, ca- that's capitalism, right? Yeah. yeah, and I mean, and sure, well, it leads to a higher standard of living, but it leads to a remarkably higher standard of discontent. 
Mm. And like that even, is true. even when you're in a perfectly reliable, comfortable car, the likes of which the world has never seen until now, you'll look out the window and you'll see another car and you're just like, Volkswagen. <laughs> you'll be like, Hitler. <laughs> the Hitlermobile. I'm just worried that most people won't get the reference. Yeah. Be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, can just, you can explain, right? Because Hitler, <laughs> Hitler invented okay. Volkswagen yeah. Yeah. to bring like, good cars to the common man. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, at least Hitler cared about his, his own people. You know what I mean? He cared about his own people. Exactly. In America, they don't give a fuck about anyone, even their own people. Yeah. It's like, no, we don't care about anyone, which, yeah. is, which is worse than Hitler. So we're... we're yeah, fair, fair. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying, saying, I'm not saying Hitler's good in any way. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying he, there's people out there today who are worse than that. Yeah, but just not openly worse. But like, okay, in I'll explain. Worse. I'll explain why I yeah. think the internet was a, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll explain why I think the internet was a good thing. Was well, I think it's, it's I think it's, it's a great it's, thing. It's a great thing. Counter strike. And counter strike. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> Uber Eats. <Because, laughs> um, All of my desires are met. Back in the day when you had um, the Stalin era, the Nazi Germany, mm. and you had all these regimes building up but, and conquering. Mm. What, the, what, what was the one problem? What, one of the biggest problems is that people could not share information. Mm. And because the people could not share information, what they had in the media, what they had in front of them, what, they, what was presented before them is, was their reality, is what they had to believe. They didn't have any other option. Mm -hmm. So like if, you had, if, you had, if you had, there was someone in Germany and someone in America, like there, was, there was no way for them to exchange information, to find out what's true and what's None. false. Yes, literally was. literally letters, right? Yeah, there's letters. Telegrams. Telegram. How many? How many? How many? Telegram. Like, like that. Like phone call. Could, could you? Okay, you could phone call from like Germany to. Everybody to had a fighter plane back then. Fuck up. But but it, but in in comparison to the speed that we can do it now. Yeah. The, okay. it speed there. and you have yeah. visual evidence. You got one to a million people, people pretty damn fast. Yeah. You can, yeah, very very quickly. Yeah. And that that was a. That's a huge thing because at least then we have the capability to decipher for ourselves. But was that not how the gulags got exposed though? Through, a, 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 albeit a much slower form of information like than the internet. We relied on journalists. But Yeah, well, yeah well, we relied on well, journalists well, and media. Who yeah. can be killed? No, 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 not, not necessarily journalists and media. The Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn, that was, he wrote it as he was going through it and it was, sent through because people find a way right yeah and he he'll just mm. the, people would send fragments of that book yeah around mm. and different people similar with the bible how that was yeah. they would literally write translate english and people would go out on into the middle of like the lake and read it on the boat yeah so how, that way how, they would how long how long would that take before for, for it to hit a massive population not once 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 you have that be, in, a, be, in a group it, be, it, be, it spreads like wild yeah. it'd be like weeks and months it'd be weeks and months let's right. we're, we're comparing weeks and months to, to seconds right seconds right now if something's happening in france yes right let's say there's an uprising we would get we get it in 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 an instant 100 yeah. yeah. it's the same thing if, it, if it's happening anywhere else in the world we can get it in an instant mm -hmm. so we, we have the option right now to Pick to have the information from yeah, the, yes, there's information, but there's also good information, and there's knowledge that comes along with it. Hundred percent. But but with that, if I can have a counter to that, 
it is so the benefit the net benefit of the internet is because the advanced telecommunication speed that we now have it mm. means stuff like that humanitarian crises things like that we're instantly aware of them yes but the the flip side of that is what we were pre previously talking about is the because of how powerful that is the companies that control them share or don't really share the power around that much they have so much power they're in cahoots with the governments, which means the information that you see is very much one-sided and swayed. But you still know there's a but you still know about these corporations and institutions. But those institutions. are highly discouraged. Yeah, it, yes, highly discouraged. Highly discouraged. But you've got to but you've got to say there's you've got to admit there's a higher and higher population of people who fought, who start asking these kind of questions mm. based on sure. based, based on what's being presented for before sure. them. Yeah. Okay, so let's say like I'm so, um, someone who what I look at is um, and what the algorithm is feeding me is um, the general consensus. And then I meet someone else. I meet someone else like Brett. Even though yes, it's not being presented before me, but I've met someone with a different perspective and a different opinion. I have the option and I have the capability to go into the internet and research it my, myself and search within my own intuition and find out if it's truth or not. That's true, you can search. You can search. So, that, and that's a good point. How many people are gonna be as in-depth with their searches compared to people who are simply just gonna Google what they wanna know and then Google's gonna decide what they get to see and they'll just accept that. It comes down to that, the, the awareness and education of the people yeah. and how much yep. they take on for themselves. I think multifaceted. The, op the opportunity is there for extreme growth and awakening amongst the people if they put the effort in. Mm. But people need to be educated as well to be more aware of what's going on, to start questioning and critically think, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, we, sure. have, we have the capability, we just need to work on it slowly to start bettering society. But I also yeah. don't believe that's possible. To better society? <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe society can get better. Can, I, it can get better in some aspects, but the same problems that always burden it are always going to be there. Um, and and I've talked about the previous, like with human pride and all of that being a big mm. one and jealousy and things like that. But when we're talking about, you know, enough people to have a substantial impact, um, what we're talking about is getting people comfortable walking against the grain. Yeah, well, we have people in Denmark, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people protesting, people in France, yeah. people in mm -hmm. Canada, hundreds sure. of thousands of people are protesting. And what is that? That's right? just a shift in power. Yeah. Yeah, but it's shifting from the governments and institutions back to the people, right? Right, but then who do they elect? That's their choice. That's what. That's, that's what. That's okay, what they elect like that. How genuine are the these pendulum, elections? But all the all the pendulum's doing is it's swinging back that way. And what that happens is because that that party, because governments can only ever really serve themselves, never wholly the people. Even if one person or twenty people in that party wants to serve the people. You've got you get bureaucrats. They're, even in a you know bureaucracy, yeah. They're um, for anyone who doesn't know, bureaucracy is where it is in a democracy. They're non-elected government officials, basically. Yeah. So they're not elected yeah. by yeah. a democratic voting process. Yeah. Then and bureaucracy is like, like Peter Dutton poison. Yeah. That just like that just that point. Then you have corporate interests. Governments need money, so they have to get in cahoots with, you know, big corporate entities and have to serve them. And all of a sudden, once you, once you factor in all of those things, what you get is a very distilled down version of the change you really wanted. And because there's so many flaws with it, 
people will realize it and then all of a sudden they'll, realize, you know, they'll have missed something because you can't ever serve everybody holistically at once because everybody wants different things. And so what happens is all those people rise up against and the pendulum swings back and we repeat endlessly till we die. Yeah. Yeah, fair, fair. That's my understand. interpretation yeah. of society. That, that, yeah. that mean, that's, that's true. If everyone yeah, stays the way they true. are and there's no shifting in consciousness on a, on a grander scale level. We're mm. talking more like metaphysics think, now yeah. and like mm. spirituality and all this sort of stuff. Like you said with the coming of Christ and things like that, mm. do you actually believe there's going to be a, a second coming of Christ where he will actually come back? Yes. And um, what are your beliefs on the state of the dead? Resurrection. The whole, resurrection. It's, it's, it, it, is, it has to be a resurrection. But if there's no resurrection, there's no hope. The whole, the whole thing with Christ is so, the resurrection. So what you're saying is the people that have passed away are sort of in a sleep state, not living now, until Jesus comes back and resurrects them. Is that what you're saying? They're completely dead. And I believe death is, well, um, I heard of, well, who was it, George Carlin? I think it's somebody really funny um, and philosophical who said... George Carlin um, sounds right. Yeah, it sounds right. It sounds like exactly something he would say, but it might not be him, so I don't want to falsely misattribute. That's but somebody right. said, somebody funny and witty said this I don't fear death I was dead for billions of years before I before I was alive it's like really? that's how oh, I think I know who that person is I think it, maybe Stephen Fry or something might there was someone Fry, somebody yeah. like that and that yeah. is that and that's how I perceive death to be it's simply the opposite of what this is now it's mm. the experience of nothing it's like I can't tell you what it was like to live in the 1500s because I didn't start experiencing life till 1996 Mm-mm, that's fair enough. And that's so like, yeah. that's what I believe those people, they're in mm. a state of just nothing, just pure death. But what do you think will happen if, let's say, Christ returns, right? Mm. Will that shift the consciousness of all the people on the earth to be like, okay, shit, this is real, and start changing the way they see and believe and how they act? Or can mankind come to that realization without an external savior? Can they ever realize the error, the error in their ways? If you believe, well, what is, what is the hope that we have in Christ? You have to ask that question first, and that is the hope of a resurrection and eternal life and mm. no longer being subject to a sinful nature. Those are the big things. Those are the, those well, what are the if, What if those ones. things are a choice we make within us? So whether, whether to live cr- eternally or not? No, that you do to, make that choice. But. To live eternally and also to act accordingly, to act with righteousness, to act of service to others and a love to others well, rather than self If we can do it without interest. Christ, then what's the point of Christ? Well, the thing is, Christ is always going to be there because Christ is God, okay. which created all but of us. But as he, in, we can achieve it without him returning to the or, earth? No, well, that, he, he doesn't have to be here physically for us to accept him and acknowledge him in our lives. He 100%. said the kingdom is within us. How can mankind turn within himself, connect to God, without having the external representation of Jesus coming here and saying, hey, I'm here. It's sort of like, that awakening that happens within man. Sort of Christianity without Christ being here. But he does say... Because he's always here. If he's God, he's omnipresent. Of course. So can mankind awaken without the physical happening? That makes sense. On earth and a physical return. But it's within. All throughout the... Well, the temple... Like, you know, yes. So the temple's within and, and all of that. But it talks about a literal physical kingdom where mm. there is no more of the problems that we bring with us. And what are the problems? Which would we, be a high dimension or a, or a heaven type place. Yeah, right? effect, but on earth. That's what it could be. To bring that on the earth. But there wouldn't be any more 
um, death. There wouldn't be any more tears. There wouldn't be any more of all of the problems. So as advanced our societies are today and as good the standard of living is today, what are the core problems that we still face globally? Poverty. Um, Poverty, war and greed. Yeah. Poverty, war, greed, food. Um, like all of those problems are still haven't been solved. Do you know why they haven't been solved? And Christ already solved them. He fed the multitude, the feeding of the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. The problem is, it's us. <laughs> the problem is, it's not, it's not about how much technology we can produce. It is a change within of the nature at the core. And the problem is you can't achieve that without Christ. And Christ was the only person who did it perfectly, such as he was, the grave couldn't contain him. He wasn't worthy of death. So he was raised, and it lives eternally. So because, of, and so because we can't attain that, Christ effectively makes up the difference, that the grace where you are, through baptism into him and repentance and service to Christ, you, despite your failure, you're made whole and given that, something you can't earn, a gift. So I don't believe that without him returning to the earth and establishing the kingdom mm. and the judgment seat and everything, I don't believe it's possible That's for true. us to ever overcome those core problems. That, as, a, as a society or as an individual? Could yes. an individual avoid those problems? Because there are a lot of well, good then, people out there. Okay, who, well, you, I could, I could, I could be wholly generous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, at, at an individual level, I could be wholly generous, but I could never be 100% sin-free of my own accord. Oh, sin-free, yeah. That's, and that's, that's the, the other level to yeah. it. It's not just those problems, it is sin as mm. well. Like. It is like, and Christ was the only one who never did any sin on any moral level, which is incredible. Like when you when you look at like you know what's classed as sin, it's like coveting after anything is a sin. So it's like that's something we do like literally every day. Well, yes, sin's a sin's a big one. I've been looking at sin quite a lot. Not a sin can be something that harms another person or harms yourself or even harms your spiritual progression. Yeah, that even things that you don't do can be a sin. Like if you have an obligation to, to help someone, you don't, you turn a blind eye, that's a sin. Mm. You didn't do anything, you just chose not to, not to do something. So indecision can be a sin as well. And even if it's like, if you had a choice to better yourself in some way that would help mankind and you, and you don't do it because you're lazy or you're chilling or whatever else, that's also a sin. Do you agree or not? Well, what you're describing is apathy. And that, yeah. and that is... If well, you, sins of omission if, and commission. And, yeah. But that's almost what it is, and it's a, it's a real struggle for, um, I'd say, believers for Christians or um, you know whatever faith you might have, but particularly I can speak on behalf of many like Christians mm. in the sense of apathy is a major problem. And in that is because we live in a world, at least in Australia, which is very much secular. And yes, we have freedom of religion. Like I can mm. believe whatever I want to believe without fear of any retribution from a government level. Mm. Now that doesn't mean I'm free from like, you know, other people's opinions, that's fine. People can think whatever they want. But mm. in terms of government retribution, I don't have to worry about that. I've got freedom of religion, mm. but where if you look at but because we are so very much a conforming creature, and just the general day-to-day -day life is all just focused around you know food, making money, blah blah blah, all of that, it very quickly can be very easy to not really focus on what our calling was when we were called to be the sons mm. of God. And one of that is go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Meaning anytime you're talking to someone, you're trying to tell them about Christ. Because if, if you genuinely believed that, you have the, that you've been shown the way to receive eternal life in a world where everybody, what, what are the things that we want to see fixed? You know, 
housing, food, hunger, pestilence, disease, all of those things wiped out. If you genuinely believe that that is what you have in Christ, wouldn't you want to share that? Like, like just a constant energy, a zeal, zealous is the term that's used. Zealous, yeah. Wouldn't you be like trying to ooze that out of every fiber of your being to share it with everybody around you? You would, wouldn't you? You yeah. would. But you see, it's an apathetic be, belief. You've got to be smart about it too, because people hate that. A lot of people that have, a lot of people and who that's have why people brought up Christians. Because so there are a lot of people who, are, who, are, who have labeled themselves as Christians who haven't lived a true Christian lifestyle. You know what I mean? Mm. And they force their hypocrisy onto other people and people like, you know, a lot of people that I know who grew up in Christian homes that just don't want to hear about it because they think that Christianity is something that their granddad told them who was abusive or something. And yeah. know, it's all these twisted distortions of what the true gospel was, right? And what are yeah. all those problems? Well, people say it's religion and it's like, it's not. It is. It, it, it is to an extent, but it's 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 not the. It's, it's not a, God. It's, it's a scapegoat of religion. People have done evil things. Exactly. And the scapegoat is like, oh well, in the name of Christ, I'm like, well, you, that's that's a, that's that, that's bless. It's a blessed exactly. theme, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the people within it. Yeah. It's like, yes, we should be better than what we are, but the fact is, because every religion has people in it, it's still subject to the same problems that any any society or group has. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so, but the point is the hope and the message from Christ is still the same. Okay. That makes sense. Like, as yeah. in like, you know, it's, it's about understanding that, yeah, like, you know, people are still going to be people and, and, you know, they might not be, and they can be hypocritical or whatever, but that doesn't mean that God isn't real and God doesn't have a plan for the earth. It just means people are self-serving mm. and hypocritical, even when they claim to be servant to God. No one can be perfectly... You know, like I'm hypocritical and selfish and all the same things yeah, that yeah. everybody is, right? So, um, but like, it, it, it's about acknowledging that, I, I acknowledge that and accept that Christ is the only one who can make me whole, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. it does, it does. And Christ being God? Uh, no, Christ being God's son. But keeping in mind that I reject the Trinity. Oh, you, you do? So yeah, because that was formed out of the Athanasian Creed. That came after the which Bible was, was complete. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yep. And so you reject that. So you believe that... I believe what, what that God created the earth and that Christ is his Son. Okay. The Holy Spirit? You believe in the Holy Spirit? That, that's his power. His power. Okay, fair enough. So Jesus Christ was created by God as a Son, but endowed with his powers? Some of his there powers or a direct, of, a direct will, link to There him. are lots of people. I'd say a direct link is a, a better description of it because there are lots of people who had the who were given by God the ability to work miracles throughout the Bible. Like his disciples did, did miracles. His yeah. disciples, the apostles, they did Healings. miracles um, even way before that. But they were trained by Jesus. Did they have the ability to perform miracles? Well, there were people before Christ who did, did miracles. Okay. Like so Moses. a bigger question. Did they have the ability to perform miracles all the time or was it only given to them by Christ in the act of his disciples, that is to say? Um, all the time, or well, there's something that's, is there something within man that's lying dormant that we could perform miracles and do what Jesus did, but until we no, see him, we I believe, believe it was only, only um, at that time with Christ and His apostles, because the Holy Spirit gifts, which I believe is what you're describing, yeah. um, those were passed on by the hands of the original apostles. Once they died, they could no longer pass it on by the hands. Is, is that like a belief thing? If you know what I mean, because if, if someone really believed and they really prayed and they were really righteous, they did everything they could, the best that they possibly could do within reason. Yeah. 
would that be possible? Because like St. Paul talks about the gifts of spirit. So everyone yeah. has the gifts of spirit, but everyone's different in, in their gifts. I just want to know, like, obviously it's a tough question. The Holy Spirit spot, yeah, gifts in particular, the, the ones on that, that allowed like the, the miracle working, those were passed. The healings and the Yeah, those were like passed. That. The healings I do not believe are possible um, at the, anymore. That's I a believe gift they given happened. That was Christ a gift that was given yep. from Christ to the apostles and by the apostles to those around them. But it was passed on by the laying of the hands of the original apostles themselves. Mm. So once they died, there, there was, was no, no longer ways for the to get passed on. It died with that. And I think the reason that they had it at that time particularly mm. um, is to help the gospel spread faster. Yeah. Because it needed um, the, to help move the gospel faster around around the earth having the Holy Spirit gifts makes a, makes yeah. a lot of sense. Did you ever look in, have you ever heard of or looked into other things of a spiritual nature, like the, the lost gospels of the Bible or any, any kinds of spiritual laws or universal laws or things like that that you blended with theology? Or are you sort of very distinct in sticking to one book or I one sect? It's a, it's a great question because there are obviously so many ancient... There's so much stuff, yeah. There's so much stuff. Like you can go back to like the earliest texts that we have are almost always like some kind of religious ones. And mm -hmm. there's a reason for that, is that because the earliest texts that we have are generally because they were recorded. Why? Civilization. Yeah. So, and what does civilization always have? It has some form of religion, some kind of tax. Like, so all of the, all of like, there's always money in every civilization. So that almost all mm. the er oldest documents that we have are either religious or they're relating to money. Yeah. What are the oldest, I think? Cuneiform. Yeah, I think Sumer Sumerian cuneiform. Yeah, I yeah think Sumerian that cuneiform is the one. I think that's what, 200,000? 300,000 years? No, oh, it's 3,400 BC. Okay. It's only 3,000. We only have 3,400 years of written history in terms of like the uh, of carbon dated history mm. written as a language. Hmm, interesting. I think before that was all verbal, right? There yeah, wasn't much before that. Was not that we can verbal. prove. We can't, well, it's it really well, hard. I think it's really hard to prove exactly how long. Because like, obviously there's a very very conservative like Christian, there's like it's we're exactly 6,000 years in terms of how old the earth is based off the genealogies given in the scriptures. But I, it's hard to say exactly because um, we're not told an exact number. That's just based say on counting generations. Uh, yeah. But in terms of like it seems to line up in terms of our written history that we've got about, we're about that old in terms of written history. Six to ten thousand years old. Well, the yeah. Freemasons believe that there was a, you know, the civilization of Atlantis, which mm. was destroyed in nine thousand six hundred BC, which kind of aligns with the timeline, you know, of the yeah. civilization starting. It seems to be that we're generally, at least in terms of us as, because but then the evolutionary history would say, I think, um, Homo sapiens, like, well, I can't remember, is it? It's, oh, in the millions. M million, millions of, is it, is it? Is it millions or hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Years? I think it's hundreds, hundreds of thousands. It's just hundreds of thousands. Of thousands. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's, I find it odd that in hundreds of thousands of, um, and look, and this is, you know, it's not really a strong argument because it's like, you know, we're used to writing things down and having mm. records of things. Yeah. And, and things like that. But I find it odd that if we've been around for hundreds of thousands of years, that the earliest texts that we have are only 3,000 years old. Like, in a, like hundreds of thousands of years, it took that long to develop, like, inscribing something. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, there are probably more pressing needs on people's early man's mind, like perhaps like, you know, not getting killed by a dinosaur and 
all of that stuff. But it seems that we have it like in a huge, our, yeah. it seems like ingrained into our inner being is some kind of writing, some type of you know recording of memories. But think about Sod- Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Yeah, the town that was destroyed mm. by God. Was there anything? preserved from that or was it just complete to ashes there's no writing there's no books there's no nothing I think it was utterly destroyed utterly destroyed so what if there was an event like that prior to written history that wiped out civilization who knows it's, I mean it's, it's a it's big just, subject you, you, just, yeah. you, you don't know that and that's why I try not to get bogged down in these those discussions too much because I really find relevant. it's really hard in, t- in 2020 one <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. To, to have a really in-depth discussion around that because it's like well again to go it's all hypothetical it's like it? most people that I that you talk to accept the evolutionary um, history of mankind because it's the you know it's the current prevailing view um, so from that perspective it's really hard when you have an underlying premise that is completely different it's really hard to find a commonality and then prove the other person wrong yeah, because yeah, it's like yeah. nobody was there. Yeah. So it's really hard to get to any definitive, you're right, I'm wrong. So instead I look at, you know, well, what my belief wasn't, I wasn't, my belief wasn't 100% confirmed because I read Genesis 1. That yeah. isn't what made me believe. I believe gen- the record in Genesis 1, but that isn't what made me believe. What made me believe was looking at Christ, looking at the prophecy, looking at the consistency throughout the Bible. Mm. That is what, uh, that's what built my faith to believe, mm. particularly Christ and the prophecies. Um, so um, with regards to genealogies and the origins and everything, I, it's as simple to me as saying you accept that God created the earth and, and us, he put honor on it. How, how long ago would that be though? I don't know, I couldn't tell you yeah. definitively. And I don't think I need to know if okay. that makes sense. It's six okay. to 10,000 years according to theology. Six to 10,000 yeah, 10, 10, years, that's all, that's all they can say. Yeah. Then that, that technically would go against... It goes the, completely against, against evolution. evolution. Yeah. yeah. Which is problematic if... But it could be man evolved enough to be able to withhold the soul that God has given us. Maybe before then we were literally not evolved enough to carry this the spark of God within us. I mean, that, that's that, somewhat possible. It could be, yeah, but it seems to read very differently to the way it describes God creating man in Genesis 2, which is he created us out of, you know, effectively the dirt and formed flesh and breathed into us the breath of life, the nephesh mm. kr, meaning like, you know, that's a true. living, breathe, breathing creature. But there could be a lot more to the story because that was a very, it was like a, a paragraph to, yeah. to yeah. talk yeah, about the creation of human beings. I mean, it happened, could be... No a whole book based on that, but it just, we may not understand it. Yeah, you know? I mean, it could very well be. Um, I think the origins and abigenesis, the origins of of, uh, of man is, it's a very cryptic, there's a lot of stuff in that. So, but just mm. from a, a simplicity perspective, for me, once I've read, once you read the whole Bible and you see the way God reveals himself to us, um, it's enough for me to say, yep, I'll accept. If this is, just for the sake of, um, I don't believe there's a way for us to clearly prove one way or the other, I'll accept Genesis 1. Because yeah. if God's right in all of these other metrics, mm. it's like Genesis 1, even Genesis 1 isn't an ultra-detailed telling of how the universe is created. Mm. What it is, um, from what I can see, is it is it's just acknowledging where everything came from. God created, God made, God declared, and it was so, it's all acknowledging 
God as the supreme creator of all things. Yeah, totally that's that's that. the, that's yeah, the yeah. key takeaway of Genesis 1. God is the creator of all things. Um, and so... You which, know, which I believe to be 100% yeah, true. Yeah. 100% yeah. True, so, yeah. So, yeah, so that's actually... Yeah, I, I assumed you guys were both the, 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 yeah. theological. Um, how did you... Were you always... Um, well, I mean, um, my step stepfather is very, very fundamental Christian, Seven Adventist. They call yeah. the people of the book. Yeah, right? yeah same actually. No, yeah. not my dad, but my, yeah. my uncle. I've debated Seven many yeah. a Seven Adventist. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they are very. What, 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 what our Seven Adventist teachings are very much in line with what you're saying. Like, yep. almost identical besides the Holy Trinity thing. Yeah. Yep. That's only a very small misdemeanor. You know, Son of God, or actually God, Son of God, but he's, he, he's in Seven Adventist, he's both. Yeah. And in yours, he's one. That's a small. But the rest is all identical. My, my actual genetic father, he's very, very spiritual, but also believes in Jesus and God, but he has much more spiritual beliefs. So I've read a lot of spiritual texts and read a lot of religious texts of like Hinduism and Buddhism and theology and mix it all together. And now it's probably confused the shit out of me because yeah. there's so many conflicting ideas, you know? But I'm trying to build up from the fact that if I was born in India, I would may have accepted Hinduism rather than Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think religion should be a choice. And to be a choice, you need to be informed on a bit more than one, if you know what I mean. But I have had actual experiences with Christ in my in my life, like mm. with, where I'm reading reading the books, reading the text, and actually feeling a presence with me. Like just I'm like, wow, like I don't I don't get that anywhere else. Although I've had visions and mm. I've, I meditate a lot, and I I've just had this drawing towards Christianity, which I couldn't couldn't um, articulate, or understand, or even explain what that was. That was more like a uh, St. Paul yeah. sort of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. no. I, you, know, you know what I mean? That's, that's really, calling. That's really interesting that you've mm. explored like multiple texts and obviously talking to you, I, I've only you know known you for a, you know, two hours. Two, two hours. hours. <laughs> but talking to you, you're obviously very passionate about going right into depth of ideas and mm. understanding mm. them. And from a from like a baseline perspective, it's like you remove yourself from one from you know from one perspective, and then you want to say, well, what are all the perspectives? Um, and then you and you go in and you look at them, and then it's interesting. You said you tried mixing them all together, but you said there's conflicting ideas because obviously, Heaps, yeah. That, and that's a, for me that would be a problem in the sense because I've heard the argument made that you know the ultimate religion is just you know they're all equally valid and mm. you know it's, there's definitely it's some the wisdom mixing. and truth in yeah. all of them there's, yeah, yeah, yeah there would be wisdom and truth in ideas that really really get you too because you want to have a map of sort of how everything works but it may be impossible for a human mind to but it's also, yeah, you know the way I would try and understand different religions because I, I I'll be very honest I don't know much about any other religion other than mm. um, the Bible. That's that's the yeah, only yeah, real yeah. text I'm super familiar with. So that's a caveat. Mm. Um, but there is a story in the Bible that talks about. Um, but the one thing that's common throughout the whole Bible is there are is that it says God, as in the Creator, the Hebrew God particularly, is above all other gods, and all other nations' gods were nothing to him. Mm. So the that's Bible. the way it's portrayed yeah. all the way through the Bible. Yeah. Um, and then Christ is his son who is our saviour like it's it, it seems like there is you don't need anything else it's it's fully holistically um, it's all contained within the text being the bible mm. so if you read the bible you don't get the impression that you would need to be aware or um, but then I imagine but all the other texts I, I thought because I was cynical I'm like 
because it's designed that way. It's designed for exactly. you not to go anywhere else. This is like a, a business, an ice yeah. cream shop. It wouldn't yeah. be like, Biscuit Robin's like, oh, why don't you go to Gelare and get that flavor? Yeah, you know, yeah, everything exactly. you need is right here. Like, yeah, it's yeah. meant to be like that. You know, yeah. but that's my inner cynic, you know, but then again, it leads you to having experiences where, okay, I gotta trust my intuition and trust this feeling of mm. moving forward, you know? Yeah. Have you ever had experiences where you sort of felt the Holy Spirit or have been guided in some way to read a certain thing or go a certain place or, you know what I mean? I've had moments where like something's really bugging me in life, just something's just really playing on my mind and it's, and I'm overthinking it and it's just, it's getting me down. Mm. And it'll just be like, just happenstance, I'll just literally just flick the Bible open and like, there's just so much wisdom in that book, like so At much. At the page that you just yeah, read. And, and you just, and you look and it like, it just, it answers the question or like, oh, or the exhort that I listened to that Sunday, mm. um, the sermon, to use another term, it literally is that problem yeah. getting answered and I get to see it revealed to me. And it's like, yeah, there's, there's something going on here. This aligns perfectly. Yeah. And, and so, um, in terms of, you, you have the story of the Tower of Babel in Genesis. This is interesting. Well, because uh, the reason is because um, that word there I just showed you, Tanim, is actually used of Babylon yeah. in Isaiah, in the Isaiah prophecies against Babylon. And then Babylon the Great is Revelation. And Babylon the Great at that point is um, the Roman Catholic Church becoming Babylon, the ultimate blasphemer. And the reason why you can make that link so strongly because Revelation is the second part of the Revelation. The first part is in Daniel. Yeah. So if you want to fully is comprehend that, uh, Revelation, King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and 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 more. Uh, than I, I did a video on TikTok about that. Yeah. About King Nebuchadnezzar's views. dream is amazing. Yeah. That's great. You did a TikTok on it. That's yeah. an amazing prophecy. That's the, one of the ones that confirmed the Bible for me. Well, that's a big. I like. Well, what's that, what does that say? Well, hey. watch my TikToks. Watch his TikTok. <laughs> my TikTok. Come on. Man. Well, we can, we can go there later if we're going through we Babel. Yeah. I'll give you a quick summary of my thoughts and politics. And because the Peter Dutton, fucked. Psalm 146, verse, um, verses, verse, um, let's just go straight to verse 3. Do not look to nobles, nor mere human beings who cannot save. When they stop breathing, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans evaporate. Who okay. wrote this? Fair. This was... Uh, Solomon? Praise to God. Who was the psalmist on this one? I believe Psalms Old Testament, right? Psalms Old Testament. That's yeah. got to be Solomon, right? Uh, no, this I think this would have been David. Oh, he's, or, that's his or the, no, it might have been the sons of Korah. Who the hell was that? They were sons um, of Korah. So, they were um, they were like a they were singing because the Psalms are hymns. They're singing and praise and prayers. Yeah. But basically, this is one giving praise to the God, oh, the help that, of is Israel. That what Psalms are. Oh, yeah. cool. I mean, you look at Psalm 146. It literally has the entire like hope that we have summarized, even like. Even with Christ, but we can come back to them later if we want. Well, Babylon, right? Let's yeah. go to Tower of Babylon, Babylon. Babylon. Tower, 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 which is Babylon. also called Tower in Babylon, okay? Because it probably would have taken place in that area in Mesopotamia between the River Euphrates and the Tigris River, um, which is where Babylon was situated. But there was a time when the entire Earth spoke a common language with an identical vocabulary. That makes a lot of sense, like in terms of our human history. Yeah, 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 yeah. There would have been just one at a certain point. The Phoenicians. As people, um, what was that sort of the... The Phoenicians? Phoenicians. They, incre they invented the alphabet. Oh, right. true. But this would have been way prior to the Phoenicians. This is like, this is like before 
cuneiform. It would have been basically, yeah, yeah. or maybe around that same time. Not so this is so this, <laughs> this is before the Sumerians, as far as we can tell. So there was so as people migrated westward, they came across a plain in the region of Shinar and settled there. They told each other, "Come on, let's build bricks thoroughly." Um, they used bricks for tone and tough and mortar. And basically, let's build ourselves a city and a tower with its summit in the heavens where God lives, that's where heavens are, right? And let's make a name for ourselves so we won't be scattered over the surface of the whole earth, right? So it's about coming together as human, elevation of human existence and humankind as, you know, this, it sounds really good, doesn't sound anything negative, but it is counter to the way that we've been made according to God. But you know, it's funny, this is, a, this is an example of humor in the Bible, God as of what I can interpret as God intentionally being humorous mm. because what is their goal we're going to build a tower with its summit in the heavens almost like they're they're reaching up to god verse five however yahweh descended to look over the city so it's like god had to physically just come all the way down to see this tower that supposedly reached uh, the heavens yeah um and to look over the city and the tower that the humans were building and he said look they are one people with the same language for all of uh, for all of them and this is the only the beginning of what they'll do like they're they're going against what they're meant to be doing going against god yeah, yeah effectively they're trying to become their Build own god of the heaven essentially like we're mm. gonna get in nothing that they have a mind to do will be impossible for them which is interesting um because what you're saying before is like this ties into what you're saying before which is like you know we can solve these problems and you're saying before, is that sort of saying what the man of mind can achieve no, we, conceive and believe you can achieve is that, what yeah. is that what he's saying it's like well, because there was only one language and there was no problems with communication and we also effectively believed the same stuff yep. we all came we could all come together and then we could we could do all of that mm, um, but um, it was there that God confused the language so that they won't understand each other's speech and so Yahweh scattered them abroad from there over the surface of the whole earth so that they had to stop building the city. Therefore, it was called Babel or Babylon um, because the Lord confused the language of all the earth and from there, Yahweh scattered them over the surface of the whole earth. So that's the origin of you know everybody being scattered the different languages, which would have been then different religions from that point there. And what, what was the purpose of that in your opinion? Um, to stop man building towers there. What was the tower? Well, that, the answer to that question is, what is the Tower of Babel? Um, and that is, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its summit in the heavens, and let's make a name for ourselves. So the whole, the whole premise of the Tower of Babel is... Live a life without God. Live a life without God, make a name for ourselves. We're going to live in the heavens. We're going to be the gods, basically. Oh, okay. That's the Tower of Babel. It's human pride elevating itself to be up here. And the problem with that is, as we've, as we've discussed, is it, it leads to no good things. Mm. Um, so God's, God, to slow this process, God scattered them across the nations. But, you know, we still have Babylon later on in Daniel's time rising up and, you know, and that's a huge theme that we're dealt, that's dealt with in Babylon with Nebuchadnezzar is human pride. Yeah, there's a very similar story that occurs in the Sumerian texts. Um, I'm, it's similar in terms of like they were, the, 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 I think the, I'm not sure who, what, who was the, the god of this, of, um, who led the, the humans in, in the, 
in that in that era. But the story is that they realized that humans were incredibly powerful people, and we had to, they had the capability to create and build massive things, and would be would also have also have the potential to be stronger and greater than the god who was actually who was who was leading them and who created them at that time. So because of that came down, shortened the lifespan of humans and scattered them across the planet. What if it's the same story? It would have been, well, I mean, if, because there were multiple, because this, this, the Tower of Babel, Babel, Babel here, yeah. this is, um, this wouldn't have been written at the time that it occurred. Would have been this would have later. been written after and God revealing that to, to the people. But mm. then you have other religions, right? All through the Bible, you've got the Canaanites, they've got their gods, we've got Baal, we've got all these gods that these nations worshipped as though they were real gods, but the Bible says that they were just empty statues, basically. They yeah. had no real power. Yeah. Um, so it would have made sense that there were that this event would have been documented by the Sumerians in their text, mm. but they would have had their own interpretation of it with their own gods. Yeah. Um, well, it's good seeing okay. similarities like Take that. Yeah. So there is it gives a, it even more credibility. You can yeah. It gives it. The Bible is a very cross-referenceable book. It's a very ancient text as well. It's very yeah. ancient. Like they've they've tied it to Egypt because obviously they have the the Hebrews in Egypt. Like it, it's a it's a very solid book in terms of historical record. Like there was actually a huge time period where everybody thought like what was Babylon? We hadn't even discovered the artifacts of Babylon that the Bible talked about. So we were like, what is this revelation of the image to, of Daniel to Nebuchadnezzar? How can we take this seriously when we haven't even got Babylon? And then they found the ancient Babylonian stuff that, that said Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon in those, those parts the, between the Tigris and the Euphrates when they did the archaeological digs confirming the existence of Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar. Mm. Oh, true. Wait, isn't Nebuchadnezzar the ship for um, that Morpheus had in Matrix? Probably. Probably. I, I can't remember. Of, There's a lot of references. Heaps of stuff's been themed on. I mean, look, Harry Potter's based off the Bible, Star Wars. Like. <laughs> Even Superman. Oh, really? Superman. Yeah. Uh, the Superman. Bible is, like wait, wait, kind is of Superman a, Jesus? He's a type of Jesus figure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Like the Chosen One, Anakin, meant to be the savior. Well, like Neo as well, the Chosen Neo One. Neo in the Matrix, the one. Interesting. Yes. Heaps of themes. The themes are all, yeah, convoluted. And I mean, this is all cross-referenceable. So you'll find lots of references to these same stories in other texts throughout the world. But it seems that, um, and the problem with, um, it's not really a problem, but one, one thing that you could observe is the Bible seems like a very westernized thing. And that's partly due to Catholicism. Yeah. Because of, you know, the, it came through Europe. But it's, it's, this isn't just a western thing. This started right there in Mesopotamia, where the Sumerians were, where the Akkadians were, where the Babylonians were. Mm. It was in Egypt. It was in, those are the oldest parts of the world. That's where it all comes from. It is, it's not, it doesn't belong to any one culture. It just so happens that the Christian component of it, which also started in that area, um, which is Christ, um, that spread across the whole globe. And it became a global phenomenon. Oh, so, interesting. And, and and it's but part of the um, part of that is it also became part of the um, the false prophet, the the Catholic system. So it's very Westernized. So that's why I think it can feel very um, looking at it from a purely like if I didn't know anything about the Bible from a purely West perspective, I'd just be like, 
um, this just seems like the the Australian and UK religion, not or European thing. The what's the, what's the term for European wasp? White Anglo-Saxon. Oh, okay, I never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah. well, I was also what? like, I was raised Christian. Yeah, Christian, yeah. Catholic, and I, I went to this exact same. I, you're I you're a BASP. What's, what's a BASP? <laughs> Black Anglo-Saxon person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a what? Pretty close. <laughs> But yeah, I was uh, I was raised um, Catholic, so throughout yeah. throughout, throughout my life, um, grandma took me to church, mom took me to um, church as well. Do you have like, the bread and wine? We yeah. I was too young. I never, I never got to the. I never got to the. <laughs> and I, I still take it every Sunday. Yeah. Oh, you still take it every yeah. Sunday. Well, we're called to a commanded. Oh really? Oh, okay. Corinthians eleven. Okay. Yeah. I, I well, never read that. I never read that. No, no, that's a, that's a, that's a, um, it's in Corinthians 11, so it's in remembrance of Christ, the bread of life, and then the blood that he shed, so his life, and his death, and the mm. resurrection. It's remembering that every, every Sunday. Is it the same yeah. for, the, uh, for the Catholic religion? Yep, they okay. have it as well. Like, so the, when I'm talking about Catholicism, I'm talking about the whole system as yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. being corrupt and, and anti-God. But there are, but the the actual people within the religion are very often genuine, convicted, mm. faithful Bible that, that, students. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. Um, so it's it's important to make that distinction. I just believe that the doctrines that they have, for all the reasons I mentioned previously, with the with the apostasies and the Nicene Creed, are, are corrupted by the um, by the Roman Empire mm. for political reasons, and therefore they don't have the full. They have a, a misguided interpretation in some yeah. of the elements. Well, you yeah. remember, like, um, it wasn't just the Roman Empire, also the, the Dark Ages when Roman Catholics had complete control of almost the world at that time to manipulate things however they wanted to. I mean, that, that was a dark period there. Yeah. Mm. Where they could have done a lot of things that we don't know about. Where, like, they could have interpreted things differently in the Bible, they could have put things in, left things out. You, you possibly look, do not know. Look at all the modern translations, because because partly due to the Roman Catholic, um, well, in large part because of the Roman Catholic um, system, mm. the Trinity and the concept of the supernatural devil are the default stances. Mm. The idea that the devil isn't actually a supernatural being is very foreign, mm. foreign to people. Um, but it's, What are your thoughts on the devil or Lucifer? Um, well, Lucifer's talking about Babylon, firstly. That's yep. actually just, oddly enough, everything seems to come back to Babylon. Babylon yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's Isaiah 14. Babylon as in Babylon or Babylon as in the idea of Babylon or the conception? It's, he's talking in the context of Isaiah 14, he's talking specifically to the king of Babylon okay. in, this, in this prophecy uh, or in this, um, in, this, uh, in this rebuking. And then that's when he says, Lucifer, oh, you know, oh Lucifer, oh fallen, fallen one. Um, but it's... That's the only mention of Lucifer in the entire Bible. There is mm. no other reference to Lucifer. So the idea. So that where he, the idea of Lucifer, the fallen angel, come from? If it's not in the Bible. The Catholic system and Dante's Inferno is a massive reason for Dante. our interpretation of the devil. The divine who, who, was that? who was Dante? Is is a wasn't he a, a writer? He was a philosopher in the Dark Philosoph Ages. Yeah, right? oh, okay. Okay. he wrote the Divine Comedy. Yeah, a few other ones, but he was very tied into political sort of stuff. I mean. Well, you have to get back to what the word devil means. Devil means false accuser. A liar, basically. Some bringing a false testimony to someone else. So I can be a devil to you. If I, if I, if I say Ryan is 
a um, is a an evil white Trump sympathizer. I'd be bringing a fork. <laughs> that would be—I'd um, be a um, devil, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It, to be honest, it wouldn't be a very convincing argument. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that. I'm halfway there. Yeah. But like, you know, that's an example. Yeah. Satan—the word Satan just means an adversary. So you have to ask yourself: the interpretation of these of these words, and your interpretation when you're reading through them, is that influent? If you remove the entire apostasies, the Nicene Creed, the Athanasian Creed, Dante's Inferno, all of that from the equation, you're reading that for the first time yeah. as a just a fisherman, and you read the word Satan translated as the word it actually would be, an adversary. It's just, oh, an adversary came. And then devil, a false accuser came, and this and that. And so there is personification devil, of evil accuser. in the Bible, Yeah, but the issue I have with the supernatural devil um, is it shifts the blame from us to, to someone to an some external term. force. Yeah. But it, the, when when you look at the evil acts in the Bible, it almost always comes from within. So where's the supernatural devil in any of this? And hell is again translated from Sheol, which means grave. Yeah. Or pit. Do you do you think there's other supernatural elements to to? I believe the angels are real. Yeah. And I believe that God is real, yeah. but I don't believe in devils and demons okay. being supernatural forces. So do you believe that there would be spirits that still linger on, on the planet Earth? It's a hard one, because it seems, I, it's one of those questions I couldn't answer. Because it, it, I believe there are angels, I believe that when we're dead, we're dead, and I don't believe the spirit separates from us when we die. I believe the whole, the, the breath of life, that spirit, effectively, um, is the part of is infused, is, is infused in, the in the body. That's nefesh kayar yeah. in, in in the Genesis translation of us being breathed into life. So when we die, that is also the death, the soul also dying. So everything dies and returns to the dust from when we went, from when we came, and then it's not until Christ's return when everything is restored, and then obviously um, made eternal. Okay. So I don't yeah. believe that we're eternal, that the soul, because I know the the common or the the um, the common Christian or the default Christian belief would be the supernatural soul. Yeah. When the body dies, then the soul goes to heaven. But that doesn't appear to be when you read through the whole scripture a very strong thread all the way through. It seems pretty clear people die, and it's not till the resurrection that we get eternal life. But I think Jesus did speak to Moses and Elijah on the... The on transfiguration, the yes. Yeah. So I believe Moses and Elijah were resurrected as part of the transfiguration. And there's also um, the rumor of Enoch as well. God yeah, the en Enoch. that's a really good one. That's a, the, the rumor of Enoch where it said... What was so it? the capability is there... Would not know death. The capability is there for right now that we know biblically there is a place where Moses, Elijah, angels, God, and Enoch are living yeah. without a physical body. But does it ever say that? Because we've got a spiritual body. Or here's like the that. thing: the, the problem. I don't say that, but yeah. you can interpret it that you way. You could, but the problem with that is the promised land with Moses, because obviously he was he died and his bones were buried at that thing, and he wasn't mm. given the promised land in during his life. Mm. But the idea that he 
already now is in heaven at the ultimate promised land mm. when um, you know the kingdom hasn't even been set up on earth yet. So yeah. it's like well, do be- some of the old uh, some of the old people in the Old Testament up in heaven, but not others. Well, the things like Melchizedek and things like that, right? Have you heard much about Melchizedek? Melchizedek, he was right, yeah, early yeah, as well, wasn't he? Very, very, well, I don't know much about him. It's only mentioned like very briefly. In, in, very briefly. Very briefly, but he was someone who was quite high and who was like a Jesus type figure. Mm. But I, I, I can't recall, but I'm pretty sure that he was um, very high up spiritually. He was looked at as a Jesus type figure of his day, which is way, way earlier than, I don't know, before Abraham? Melchizedek, I believe it was, yeah. Melchizedek yeah. was very, I can, I can so find he, it for you, Sean. Yeah, but it, it, he's mentioned so briefly that you don't really know, but from what, from how, how it's explained, it's kind of thinking that this man is very high, very highly evolved, spiritually speaking, yeah, yeah. where he could be living in the heavens now, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't really expand on who it he is. It was during Abram's time. Yeah. 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 He, and he actually blessed Abram. Yeah. Is, it, is, the, is the book of Enoch the one that kind of mentions like um, extraterrestrials and stuff like that? Mm, not exactly. No. Okay. No. It's a tri- the, it, from what I what I gathered, it was a tribulation where Enoch was pulled into the heaven, so to speak, in the yeah. spirit, and had to um, repent for his sins and spoke to I believe it was God or high angels, and they explained to him how the earth works. But a lot of it didn't make sense. He's talking about the sun and the moon going in these portals, and it was just weird. But the main thing was he got pulled up. He had to um, repent for all of his sins, and he was given somewhat of a, of a, of a rebirth. Oh, okay. I didn't, because I think, Which actually, no, I think I, this, I, I was listening to, um, I, forgot, I forgot, I think it was a podcast, and um, one of these, um, he is one of these guys who interprets the Bible, but possibly interpreting in a totally different way. But this is not in the Bible, this, this book, yeah, it's actually a lost text. Lost yeah. text, yeah. Which doesn't... It's hard to get the validity because it's not yeah. in the Bible, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's well, the only certain, because there's a lot of biblical texts that aren't in the Bible yeah. because of, um, I think, it's like they weren't able to verify it enough or it didn't seem to fit or yeah. I'm not sure exactly. Have you read the Lost yeah. Gospel of Thomas though? No. That's, actually, that's like, one I'd highly recommend to yeah. read. It's, it, it's It'd be really great interesting to get a book list together to have a look at and read because this stuff is fascinating to me. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I'll uh, grab something for you. To, to pick your brain on that stuff. It's, it's an interesting subject, but I mean, it's, it's food for thought at the very least. Yeah. On, on the Enoch one, um, like, I don't know exactly, again, it's very, because these are very, these are very, these are like often just one verse. Yeah. Where oh, it's just Jesus. like one verse mentioning this, and then you're like, wow. Oh, the lost books of the great rejected text. So yeah. that would be very interesting to read. It is. So this just tells you all the ones that they've got in there, which is quite a lot, man. Gospel yeah, of Philip, Mary Magdalene, Apocrypha of John. Apocrypha of John and Gospel of Thomas were actually my two favorites. That seemed really, really... Gospel of Judas, that seems very interesting. The guy who betrayed, betrayed Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So the, the book of um, Enoch. But I mean, I, haven't, I want to read this, so unfortunately I won't be able to live, give it to you. If you take a, take yeah, a photo, no, photo okay. of that, then you got a list of them. Yeah, then I got a list of and they're everything. Good, yeah. Really good food for thought, man. Yeah, I'll take a photo of that. And I'll take a photo of the cover as yeah. well. So I can read up on the, um, the writer. Yeah. Because that, that, that would be a very interesting, because you know, I'd be it's able to see and at least solid. understand those texts, so that way I can appreciate if they do have anything. But um, the... 
on, on things like Enoch, like it could very be very well that he was brought up to heaven and yeah. like had that. Um, but I believe like with John had that experience, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. but the, what I think um, what this guy was saying, I'm not sure if it was true or not. Um, effectively, like you see, when he was saying that he got pulled up to heaven, he was actually being abducted. I guess you, I guess you could say. And is this, what, is this Ezekiel? Um, no, Enoch. Oh, Enoch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Enoch. When he got pulled up, he was being abducted or being taken by aliens or whatever. And as as they were. Um, when he was in the spaceship, they were actually having a conversation, mm. and at the, um, as they were going through the um, through those portals, it was actually the spaceship traveling through portals and landing him in different parts of the Earth. But um, I, don't, I don't remember his name. I actually have to find it. Well, the thing but, with, with the portals like that you, you see, I think what Ezekiel saw the portal as well. He saw an amber tunnel yeah, or yeah. Amber, amber wheel or tunnel, which is what people experience when they do like astral projection and things like that. They see like, this vortex or tunnel. Yeah which is often mentioned, and that's also what people who've been abducted by aliens say, they see that the tunnel yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. But you don't know whether that's like a, something like, like um, where St. Paul got the vision of the light and the heavens opening mm, up, yeah. which could, that could be described as a, a, a portal. We know you God know used I mean? visions and dreams when people are in dreams or mm. he would reveal visions to them and they would see things like, you know, it talks about the heavens opening up when Stephen was speaking in front yeah. of the Sanhedrin. Mm -hmm. Um, which was the 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 um, like the it's like Parliament House, but for the Pharisees. Um, so you know, there's it's it's really hard to say 100% one way or the other. But we know that that God does reveal things that way to certain people at certain times. But going back to whether or not we when everybody dies, if we if everybody has that immortal soul, although there are certainly elements of certain people mentioning like you know like Enoch. Um, and then obviously the transfiguration, those are very isolated incidents that have very specific um, meanings to those. Yeah. It's, when you read through the whole, whole scripture, um, it doesn't seem very clear that we go up, that everybody goes everybody up. up yeah. but whereas it's but, emphasized a lot that when you die, you, you go down. Yeah, yeah. well, I, a bit of a plot twist for you. This is what I've sort of, I, I, an idea that I sort of, I actually believe in this idea yeah. myself, right. but at the same time, it's not, accepted theologically, yeah. okay. right? I'm and that is, this world is run by universal laws that are put down by God mm. that are perfect in their operation because God is all-knowing. He doesn't have to break his own laws because they wouldn't be perfect if he had to break them. Yeah. So I, Jesus was I representing, Jesus was coming to represent to us all the immutable universal laws in which the universe is run, which is the resurrection, which we all are resurrected in eternal life, if that makes sense. Yeah. And he was just proving the fact that this is eternal life. If you believe in me, you have eternal life, which you do anyway. But it's it's one of the universal laws that bring us the world the world together. And obviously, with um, him speaking to Moses and Elijah on the mountaintop and all that sort of stuff, is that's sort of guaranteed. But the quality of your life is not guaranteed. If you want to go into the kingdom of heaven, do these things, follow his teachings. You know, instead of worshiping him, actually follow his example to purify yourself. If that makes sense. Yeah. In in your living, in your words, and your deeds, and how you live your life, because that will determine the quality of your life on the next, in the next realms, yeah. and when, where, whether where that will be, I don't know. But I'm still figuring that out, if that makes sense. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't described perfectly. I have a, lot, I have a, lot, I have a long way a to go. A lot of that seems like it's very much in line with, like, especially like you know the mm. universal laws being you know perfect in their operation. Mm. Like it's what I what I like about um, you know being 
knowing that there's a God, there's a creator who created us with a plan and a purpose. Mm. And, and if I can tie it into Genesis 1, because looking at what God says about our calling, because I mm. believe um, God has a purpose for us as, as his creation. Yeah. Mm. Um, he made us in his image. In verse 26 of Genesis 1, this is a key thing to be aware of. Let us make man in our image to be like us. Talking to his angels. Let them be masters over the fish in the ocean, the birds that fly, the livestock, everything that crawls in the earth and over the earth itself. So God created mankind in his own image. In his own image, God created them. He created them male and female. Like So just right from our origin point, you could simply say God's called us to be like Him mm. in terms of that's Which what I he, believe, we're yeah. like many low resolution, imperfect versions of Him. Well, our gospel says that we are God's, right? And Jesus even quoted that to the Pharisees of His day. Mm. And that they wanted, they wanted to stone Him because He said, I am, the, I am God, the Father in heaven are one. They wanted to stone Him for that. And He said, no, in your, in your books it says that we are God's. And, and that's the cornerstone of um, biblical understand, understanding, and that's what you've touched on, is God manifestation. Mm. Manifesting God within us. Yeah. And that could be an interpretation of the second coming, where it's the power that worked through Christ is going to work through us now. But I also do believe He will physically appear. Yeah. I believe that. But I also believe that He can, His power can be worked through us. Yeah. On here on earth, you know? Yeah. That's what it will take to, to fix all these problems, is true religion. Yeah, and, and true, uh, and that, I, I agree with that to the extent to which um, we have to manifest. To, in order for us to receive eternal life, we have mm. to manifest God within ourselves by mm. following His Son. Because what Christ was, and mm. if you want to read a bit of read Hebrews chapter 2, because that talks about why Christ is so important, because it is... Um, it, it, it confirms that he had the same nature as us. He was tried and tested in all the same facets of our nature that we are, mm. but just without sin. We need a part two. We need to, because we, yeah. we need to wrap. Yeah. Where can people find you, man? Hey? Where, where do people find you? If people wanted to add you, are they allowed to do that? Um, are you an open platform man, or are you sort of. I am. I'm very like open. I love talking about this stuff, <laughs> which is probably because we've gone on so long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why we're like three, three hours. I was worried about this. Where are we gonna go? Because where, where can people find you if they wanted to reach out to you or just see some stuff you have to offer? Um, to be honest, I'm really terrible over social media. I'm not social on media. there very much. Yeah. I don't like it as a two-way media. Yep. Not not in an arrogant sense, but in the so sense. So what's your address now? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like in terms of. Uh, I, Nothing I'm saying is from me, at least, well, some of it's from me, but I'd say like... I think a lot of it's from you, man. A lot of it's from me, but... Uh, this whole world, it needs new preachers. It needs people like yeah. me and you who are going to preach this stuff in a way that people can understand it, the yeah. youth. Because some of the pastors exactly. I've gone out to churches and seen, I'm just like, shut up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, there's no spirit in you. Like well, they <laughs> people the are just using it to serve themselves. Well, I think they've gotten lazy mm. and and, um, and dormant. Like they're getting like, these big salaries. And I went to a church the other day, right? And this you went guy, to church the other day? Well, just check it out. Just to see. I was getting triggered. And this guy was just talking about himself and his adventures and what he's been doing and how good he is and how how he's selling these books. I'm like, motherfucker, get off the stage, man! Like, <laughs> 
like where is that like that that zealousness? There you know? is there is no there that, is no God in that there. John the Baptist yeah. was talking about. You know what I mean? Like where's the spirit of life? There's people up there talking about faith and belief in Christ and talking about like our world and our politics and bringing people together, not talking about how many books you sold on the fucking weekend. I was getting triggered hard, man. Yeah, so, yeah I, I can tell. Well, this so, is, I'm surprised you didn't throw the Bible. Uh, actually, <laughs> to, on, on oh, that, that where people find me, it's like, well, I, I attend, attend, yeah. I attend um, a Christadelphian church, Ecclesia, in, um, yep. in, uh, in the eastern suburbs of Ecclesia. So you can yep. always just Google. If you're, if you're interested in theology yep. and this sort of stuff, the church itself runs loads and loads of lectures. And one mm. thing that I will say about the Christadelphians that you might actually find interesting, mm. we don't have paid pastors. Oh, you don't? All, all the brethren share the roles of, um, uh, well, if they would like to, of um, sermons. So I'm actually really? doing one uh, this month on the 31st. Well, the 31st the of 31st this month? The 31st of this month. Is that a Sunday? It might be the 30th. Um, what it, which one is it? August 30, uh, Sunday 29th. 29th. Yeah, so I'm doing a sermon um, on that one. What's it going to be on? Um, it's more than likely going to be on. Um, it's going to be a little bit on apathy. I'm going to be using. I'm basically going to be because I work. I sell, sell gym memberships. Yeah. And one thing I notice is people. Some people just seem to just love training and they just keep coming in and they're consistent. Yeah. And then half the people just seem to like, they pay for a gym membership Never to come. say they go to the gym and they mm. maybe rock up every now and again, but they don't, they're not invested in it. And mm. I'm wanting to have a look into um, trying to get people to examine what is their faith to them at the moment? Is it is it just like that gym membership where you're a sleeper member, where you're paying for it, but you're not really fully invested in it? or are you fully there and showing, mm. you know, and trying to find examples in scripture where you can see, you know, people moving from that apathy to mm. action, to, you know, living that zeal like you were talking about yeah, before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's one, so we do, and um, pretty much I can just be contacted on my social media. You can follow me on Instagram. Plug the socials, bro. I, I pretty much just do fitness stuff on Instagram. But look, yeah. if you ever want to reach out and talk about this stuff, if mm. this stuff's interesting to you. Do you ever you, think about maybe like doing a little bit of snitch chapters here and there? Like, I should, probably should be more open about my spiritual stuff on the internet. So yeah. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll have to create something. What's your Instagram? Uh, Technique movement at technique movement T E K N I S T U K technique technique movement T E K N I Q N I Q M O V E that's the one M E N T ah yeah that's the one followed by just Ryan I've got a few other accounts that I made that I need to delete well I deleted but they have thirty days that's cool man but yeah so I do movement stuff on that one but maybe I'll have to create something so that if people want to talk to me about this sort of stuff they can but what I would say is do it on TikTok dude TikTok yeah there's a lot of Christian movement on TikTok and people are getting thousands of views and I'm talking hundreds of thousands of views like it's a huge spiritual movement on, on TikTok I need to get into it's this massive, need, to, need to see I, I got 13 and a half thousand followers on TikTok in like two months oh wow I need to follow yeah. you two months man. my stuff very out there and spiritual yeah um, but, I mean, but it, look, it is Christian based spirituality which is a I'm making, it's like I, own my, I don't want to yeah. have another sect, but it's like my own sect I've got where I'm just sort of piecing it together. And yeah. I'm open to the idea that I could be wrong, but I'm still on that path of involvement. But, but that's, you know? what yeah. it, that's what it is. You need, to, yeah. you need to believe something at some point in time mm. and, and, 
and that subject to like, and, and you're constantly searching information mm. and then sometimes, oh, hang on, no, that's not right and I need to move to this one yeah. there and or maybe this is good, so I'm gonna keep that. It's like, yeah. well, I could, I could do a, a, a sermon today and preach it and then tomorrow, it could be different from yesterday. But I'm still gonna do it because I believe in it today. Yeah. That mm. makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. but one thing I would say is if, you're, if, you're, if your religion's based around the, the Bible, make sure you read your Bible. Just learn, if you're, if you're new to it, read it. Read it mm. as much as you can and have questions about it. It's my good mom, to find, it's good to find pastors. My mom me a Bible. Yeah. I've it, never read it. Never read <laughs> <laughs> it. Hey, you're one of the most spiritual people I've met. So. It's, it's good to find pastors though who interpret it for you because sometimes they interpret shit for me. I'm like, I would never have thought of that. I did not see that. They're genuine, yeah. really deep biblical scholars. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like Cain and Abel. comparable on that level. Cain and Abel is just a paragraph. Jordan Peterson turned it into a three-hour lecture. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn. The, like, this guy extracted everything. Yeah. Some wisdom it's, out it, of that paragraph. There's man. even more to it than that. And we probably, do you probably need to end the podcast. Yeah. We, 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 got, we got 15 minutes. Oh, so, oh, so oh, yeah. keep going. Cool. We can keep going forever. Um, but yeah. 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 But, well, just uh, on that one there, I actually did an exhort on, um, that's what we call our servants, mm. on Cain and Abel. And one thing I, really I think Jordan Peterson this. missed yeah, in yeah. his... And I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on this, Brett, because um, I think this will be right up your alley. Um, Genesis 4. Um, we'll go back to Genesis 3, actually. So one thing that you'll notice in distinction between Cain's sacrifice and Abel's sacrifice is Cain's sacrifice is the fruits. He's a tiller of the ground. It's the, it's the vegetables yeah. the, that grow from the earth, which would have taken a lot of effort. And Cain is a, uh, and Abel, rather, is a shepherd. And he looks after the sheep. Um, and it's almost a mirroring of the sacrifices or the coverings mm. that, and Jordan Peterson misses this, I think, in his interpretation. Because so Cain was a farmer of the vegetables and fruits. Yep. Abel was a shepherd. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. So, so they, they had different, oh, okay. um, so they had different things that they were, that they were tilling. And w after the first sin in the garden where we became vulnerable and aware of our nakedness effectively, what did we do? What did Cain and Abel do? They went and made for themselves a covering of fig leaves, a fruit covering. Yeah. But God... You mean Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve, sorry. Okay, did yeah. I say someone else? You said Cain and Abel. Adam and Eve, sorry, made um, coverings for themselves of fig leaves. And God identified that it was not an adequate covering. And, mm. he, and so they had to go and he made them coverings from sheepskin. And they had, obviously they would have had to kill the sheep and it, it's, it's an early representation of sacrifice sin and then a worthy sacrifice um, where the living creature, the sheep, had to give its life in order for them to be covered for yeah. that sin. Mm. So it's that early representation. And that's where Cain, Cain and Abel more than likely would have been aware of that because that's a pretty significant event. Adam yeah. and Eve would have likely shared with them. So while Cain would have worked very hard tilling the ground to bring forth his sacrifice to God, why wasn't, it, why wasn't it accepted by God? Well, it's not very clear in Genesis 4, but I'd argue that if you relate it back to Genesis chapter 3, it's because the sacrifice is to represent um, the covering that God gave us. So it has mm. to be a sacrifice that God approves, and the one that mm. he approves was the sheep. And that's why Cain well, was rejected. Well, what I thought was Jordan Peterson told me, but I thought it as well, 
I think like Abel gave him like the best of his flock. He sacrificed the best sheep, but Cain may have just given like the fruits. Like, oh, this one's got a bruise on it. You know, like, oh, I'll sacrifice this one. I keep the best for himself. Mm, yeah. God's like, no, like sacrifice your best. That's not a worthy sacrifice. Do you know what? You I know? think that that is a very valid interpretation of it as well. That Cain's mindset maybe was like not fully in giving. Well, it, it, could, it, it could even be a metaphor where God wants the sacrifice of me, where it's like the sacrifice, a worthy sacrifice, so you can be more of a disciple, you know what I mean? Which may be um, less nights out and less Netflix and less eating ice cream and all this bullshit and more reading and preaching and whatever else. But it's a sacrifice that I have to give away. But if I do it like maybe just a couple hours a week and here and there, it's like that's not, that's not enough. You, you're, that's apathy, essentially. Yeah. You're, you're, sinning, dead on. you're sinning by you're, dead on. you're sinning by omission. You could be doing so much better, but you're not because you're giving into sloth and laziness and all these other things. And that could be what he's talking about in Cain and Abel. Possibly. Or that's in there also. Oh, true. You know? Yeah. But that's how yeah. I take it anyway. Look, I, I think that's a very that's a spot on interpretation. Mm. I think it is very much like and it's cutting as well because it is you know, someone who's been, you know one thing I would love to know is what if my life I wasn't taught about this when I was a child? Because obviously my father came into the came into what we call the truth yep. as an adult. And I wasn't baptized till I was seventeen. But hearing when the the challenge I find for young people who are brought up with the Bible is it loses its specialness. Um, if you are if you're constantly exposed to it in and you're not you don't get to experience the alternative rather. And yeah. so because you never experience the alternative fully um, you, which is like having no, without having it, mm. you, sometimes you don't have that true appreciation for just how much this gives your life. Like mm. being able to have, you know, this is, what is the, um, all these ideas that we have about God and Christ, that's all here. Mm. That's Christ and God revealed to us. Mm. And as you say, you have a genuine convicted belief in that. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it's a very powerful thing to have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just being—it's to really appreciate it. It's just been amazing talking to you and hearing, just through your own independent study, just how much of a strong understanding you've developed on a mm. lot of these yeah. um, biblical figures is actually quite yeah. astounding. Yeah. Well, I actually had a dream about the Gospel of Thomas. Um, I think one morning I was—you know—when you sleep and you half wake up and sleep and you're waking up and this sort of stuff—and I was like waking up and I was—I saw the words Thomas in, in my mind, like this Thomas, this flash. Like that, and I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean, Thomas? And I was doing research, and I saw lots of Thomas. I'm like, shit, I got to read that. And I read it, and I really resonated with it because he was one of his disciples. He was, yeah. So that that's the whole reason why I found this with this that vision of Thomas flashing in my mind. Which I, maybe I read it somewhere, and it was just on my mind, or maybe yeah, it was yeah, an actual yeah. vision. You like read I don't the know. Gospel of Thomas. Yeah, I have. I read it twice. What was the um, what was the records in the Gospel of Thomas? Well, the thing is, it was more like I mean, the one quote I remember from it quite clearly is like, it was like. Um, Whoever says the kingdom of heaven is in the sky, then the birds will be before you. If they say, whoever says the kingdom of heaven is in the ocean, then the fish will be before you. But I say to you, the kingdom of heaven is within you, and nothing stands between you and God. Mm. Which is the elements of that in the Bible as well. Yeah, for sure. But that quote, I was like, damn, that's, that's pretty cool. And then he also talks about um, manifestation. It's like, and man can move mountains if he believes he can move mountains and stuff like that. Mm. Which was a really strong thing in manifestation and belief and building your own life and sort of like personal power that you can call on that's with your relationship between you and God. And, and are these mountains sense. literal mountains or are they figurative of uh, an obstacle in your spiritual growth? I actually think that they're both. 
Yeah, it could, oh, okay. it could very well be. A lot of stuff is dual. Yeah, legitimate dual. mountains. When you think about like how they built the, built the pyramids, I mean, it could be from a relationship with God. They literally moved mountains, 100 ton stone blocks. Well, we know that the slaves built them and that the Hebrews were slaves in Egypt at the time. That's true, but so, I, I, I don't think they could, they could move those blocks with ropes and pulleys. I reckon there was something else was there. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it's a pretty incredible feat, regardless. Like, is, we don't use blocks like that anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. haven't seen you. Somehow the most impressive structures are the stuff that was built like millennia ago. Yeah. I don't, think, I, 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 don't, I don't think... I don't think they were built like yeah, aliens as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I think that's also a possibility. That's also a strong possibility. Have you seen... Um, this is getting a bit fiction now, but Stargate. Have you ever watched oh, the yeah, Stargate show? Where like, they're, they're like the docking bays for the ships. Yeah. Mm. That was cool. I always yeah. found that really Have you watched um, Star Trek? The, the one on Netflix? Which Star Trek? The TV series. The TV series? The new one? That was below, pretty cool. Below Deck, the comedy one? Like the no, 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 there's a new one. The, have you watched it? It's pretty cool, man. I have watched yeah. it, yeah. There's a new one. There's a new one, it's kind of like... Um, it's pretty dope. It's pretty, yeah. It's I, I binge-watched yeah. the first two seasons. Yeah. I think Lost I saw the, the first third. season, sorry. First season yeah. was cool, man. Yeah. I thought the first season, the Klingon, it was a very different yeah, version yeah. of Star Trek. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was very different. I like the movies too. The first two movies, the third movie was pretty shit. Yeah. The, the first two were pretty good. The new ones? Yeah. The new ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed the... Um, apparently, they they were like... When you look at the original characters and the way that they're portrayed, apparently they portray them or something. I, I found them entertaining at the very least. Yeah. Um, I definitely enjoyed the second and the first one. They're very entertaining films. Mm. Yeah. I like Eric Banner too. He's just a chill guy. I like oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me it was definitely... The TV show, the TV show was probably the, the best. Like... I think one concept that kind of like blew my mind was the um, intergalactic fungi, like um, intergalactic mycelium, where like how they figure out how mycelium. to travel mycelium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They figure out that how was to based on Paul Stamets' work on, yeah, the, on yeah. literal mycelium, mycelium in, in, in trees. Yeah. In Have you seen Paul Stamets' podcast with Joe Rogan about mushrooms? Fucking beautiful, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I need it. Like, I've done a lot of Joe Rogan's yeah. podcasts. I have to get back Paul into Stamets it. Yeah. Dope, yeah. There's so many amazing podcasts out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. <laughs> little fuck me, but. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate all your time, guys.